Hello everyone, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is February 17th, 2017. This is episode number 76. I'm Robert Ring. With me is Jay Totoro. Hello. Blake is not, not Blake here. Corey. Not yeah, Blake Corey. He'll be here in a little while. He's got more important things to do. Uh, but we do have two new people on today. We have a couple special guests, Michael Cole and Ken Christensen from the band Extra Lives. Michael and Ken, how are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Very well. Hello, hello. Doing awesome. So uh, Extra Lives is a uh, band that I kind of stumbled across recently. They've got a channel on YouTube. Uh, I think the best, the, probably the easiest way to find you guys is to go to extralivesmusic.com and then go to the YouTube link from there. And uh, Extra Lives, uh, what they do is they basically just cover uh, old video game music. And uh, I, I was listening to them and they kind of stood out to me because, you know, there are, there are lots of bands that, that do, you know, video game music primarily, or at least, or partly, and a lot of them are really good, but for some reason you guys uh, stood out to me really just because you were so good. <laughs> I think part of it was also, I think a big part of it is because like, you know, everybody sort of has their own twist on the way they're covering the music, but you guys seem to stay particularly close to the source music. You don't really take it off in too far of a different direction. And to me, what sort of happens is it, it's, it's the same kind of music, but it's a little bit more fleshed out because it's a full band performing the music. And it's not like, you know, an 8-bit track or, you know, a Nintendo 64 track or something like that. Although mm-hmm. I, I, I do kind of catch a little, a very subtle, maybe sort of jazzy spin on uh, the music that you, that you guys do. What, how would you describe, <laughs> do you think that's accurate or what's, what's your approach to these to this music when you when you cover a song like uh like the Mario 2 theme song for instance. Mm. Yeah, I mean I think that you hit the nail on the head um because I, I think one of the things that's really unique about Extra Lives given that there are so many cover bands out there doing really great covers of of classic VGM is that we we make it almost a point of pride to stay really close to the source material. So for example, you know, um uh, I'll, I'll depart for a second from Mario Brothers 2 because that is a it's a very kind of jazzy honky tonk tune to begin with but some of the tunes um that we have videos for are are performances of songs that are really fast really excuse me difficult to play um on most of our instruments Ken Ken has it easy cuz he's a bass player but, uh, <laughs> the rest of us the rest of us have our you know and the rest of us have our work cut out for us and um those lines that we're playing on our instruments were oftentimes not meant to be attempted by human hands, right? They were composed basically as chip tunes on a synthesizer. Who knows if if even the composer, him or herself, could perform those lines. So we, we like to stick close to the source material because otherwise, when you choose to do something in another style, even though it may sound amazing, oftentimes I, I think there is the instinct to slow it down or do it in a different genre as a way of getting around the most difficult two measures of the piece or whatever the case okay, may be. Okay. So, so, so I think you hit the nail on the head. And, and the only other thing that I would say is especially unique about Extra Lives is our performances are completely live. So we don't record one person at a time or, you know, do it in the studio. What you're hearing when you see a, uh, one of our many videos is, 
basically four guys sitting in a room in a room, excuse me, spontaneously creating the music as you see it and as you hear it. And I think that that is fairly unique among the acts that are doing VGM nowadays. Okay, cool. Do you do you guys play other music? Like, how did you guys get to did, did y'all play other music and then decide to play to start do, uh, doing covers of video games? Or like, how did you guys get started on this? Yeah, uh, Michael and I actually played in a band uh, before this. It was a it's an acapella with instruments uh, band, uh, four part harmony. Um, us playing instruments. I was playing bass. Michael was playing guitar, and uh, we we kind of came up with this idea during uh, a downtime in one of our rehearsals. Michael and I would just kind of jam between our rehearsal time, rehearsal time, and uh, we both seemed to like video game music and i think we were like jamming on the bubble bubble man theme from got us it was like when that happened we we're like wait a second do you know you know um, <laughs> so yeah michael and i definitely have a, a history uh making music together um the other two guys we found through auditions well the keyboard player through um auditions with keyboardists here and then he led us to uh, the drummer. Do you guys feel like there's a little bit of jazz in, in y'all's song? Cause, because that's the only kind of like, there's a, it's, it, I, I feel like I hear a little subtle, little bit of jazz in some of you guys. stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I think it, I think it might just come from, I mean, we're all, I think we're all trained musicians. Uh, and so I'm, maybe that's just like a, a, a side effect. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Sure. Like a trained musician, but also, um, I, th I think it kind of depends on the song. Like, okay. um, you know, like our Metroid song is our, our cover of Metroid is certainly not. I don't think jazzy, um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah, probably, maybe not that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of them are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think um, just to just to kind of like piggyback on what Michael was saying. Um, one thing is we don't we don't rehearse uh, like weeks in advance or uh, together. We just kind of like we rehearse on our own and then we come together uh, once a month and we record these songs. And um, it's always interesting to see what, like, you know, what Tim has brought for his keyboard patch and what the, what kind of, what he plays uh, on top of what I'm playing. And so it's not, we try to honor definitely the feeling of the music, but there's never like, let's do this. Let's do this in the jazz mode or something, you know? Gotcha. And I, I forgot to mention, right off the bat when I was uh, kind of explaining what you guys do. Uh, if you will win, you go and check out uh, the Extra Lives YouTube page. I would nice. recommend... <laughs> you like that? You like that? <laughs> uh, I, like that. <laughs> I recommend... Uh, my three favorites are the Bubble Bobble theme, the Winter's White theme from Earthbound, and mm -hmm. my number one favorite is the uh, Dire Dire Docks and Jolly Roger Bay <laughs> from Mario 64. <laughs> Yeah. I could listen to the, pretty much those three. I could just have those on repeat all day. I'm not, I'm trying not to kiss ass too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> those, especially those three songs really blew me away. Uh, so, so be sure to check those out uh, whenever you get a chance for everybody who's listening. But uh, do you, do, what, what's, what, what are y'all's favorite songs that you've covered so far? Oh boy. Um, yeah, that's tough. Uh, you know, I got to say, there really is something about the way that Bubble Bobble cover turned out. I mean, <laughs> that That's, you know, we if 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 our list that we're compiling of fan requests were a supermarket, 
Bubble Bobble would have been in the bargain bin, you know? I mean, okay. it's a, it's an NES tune that a lot of maybe younger gamers maybe had never heard of, and it's so simple. But, boy, something <laughs> about playing that song, it just, like, brought out the inner beast in us. So I'd, <laughs> oh, have, to a- go with, I'd have to go with Bubble Bobble. That's a good one. That was recently we did one of our top threes on the podcast. Well, we've done our top three favorite soundtracks before, but then we decided to do that again and do like our next top three favorite soundtracks. And Bubble Bobble was was on my list, so that's part of the reason why I was really excited <laughs> yeah. to see it on you guys' channel. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I mean, the the Bubble Bobble theme is uh, it haunts me because I you know I I mix these songs, and so as you're <laughs> mixing any material, it's like you have to listen to the song over and over and over. <laughs> so, oh, sure. I mean, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad for my wife who you know, <laughs> she, like works, she works in the other room basically. And I have my studio in the other opposite end of the house and she's just hearing the song and every song over and over <laughs> and not like the whole thing, right? When you're mixing, you're just, you're, <laughs> Oh yeah. It's yeah. Just like it ends uh, in four bars and you do. You know, <laughs> so, uh, Bubble Bobble for me isn't up there, but I, I mean, Metroid was really cool. <laughs> the, the sonic environment that I think Metroid uh, we pulled out of that one was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the faster tunes are really fun. Uh, like the Ryu theme was a challenge, and I think we did a pretty decent job with that. So uh-huh. those are two of my favorites. Do you guys play games very often still, or do you not really have much time for that? I, you know, I still do. I <laughs> actually, as I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm I'm on an emulator. I'm playing uh, Seventh Saga. I'm trying to run through that game. Oh, nice! Oh, Seventh Saga. <laughs> um, which I I mean, it's so funny revisiting it, and it is just like the most it's brutal impossible. game. It it's is so impossible. Terrible. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's terribly brutal. Um, so yeah, I still play. I still play some video games when I have time. All right, so. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of Ken, time. Are you... huh? Ken, who are you playing? Are you playing as, I want to know if Ken's playing as Camille, the human, if he's playing as uh-huh. like, the Temujin soldier, if he's playing <laughs> as the demon. Who are you playing as? Yeah, I'm playing as a demon. And it's funny because I, you know, as the demon, you can't find companions very easily. Right. And I really needed one. And I, and I didn't want to take Camille, Camille or Camel or whatever his name he's, is. Because he's useless. He's just like, he's so like just gray water, you know, um, <laughs> white bread. But I had to take him. He's the only one that would take me. So there you go. That's <laughs> nice. Um, real quick, knee-jerk reaction. Don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about it. What's your favorite uh, classic game, each of you? Ooh, that's... Mm. Uh, I mean, Final Fantasy 2 is, is probably... Final Interesting. Fantasy 2 or 3 is... is 2 as uh, in uh, American uh, 2 sorry, or Japanese? US. Oh, US. US, two. okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, so that's 6, uh, I guess. Uh, that's four. Five? Four. Okay. Four, I think. Yeah, four. Yeah. Okay. So it's either that one or, I guess, three, which would be six? Or is that five? Uh, yeah. Three is I six. I always mix it up. Yeah, two is two is four, three is six. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy four for me. I actually didn't know that that was Ken's favorite game of all time. I know he loves it, but I Damn. think Final Fantasy four is the best video game ever made. Wow. Yep. Wow. Too bad Blake's Definitely up here. there. Yeah, I was going to say, Blake would be thanking you right now, shaking your hand. Oh, you'll have to relate that to him. He'd be shaking more than that. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's, all, that's the only questions I have for you guys. Uh, we'll move on to news. First off, we have not played uh, Diablo 2 yet. Jay Correct. hasn't even gotten Dude, tell the me game, when to, game. Tell me when to play. 
I said, <laughs> you want to play Friday? And you were like, oh, I don't know. I don't have the game yet. Well, I could have gotten it if we were going to play tonight, but I, I had a feeling Blake couldn't do it anyway, so it didn't matter. Go ahead and get the damn game. Oh, well, I already have it. You said you didn't have it. Well, I have it now. <laughs> okay. That's what I want. All right. Uh, we have not played Diablo 2 like we promised we would eventually. We will get around to that, hopefully, soon. Um, the only real news is that Netflix is coming out with the Castlevania series this year. I saw oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, uh, I don't really know what to make of it. It certainly sounds interesting. It's written by uh, Warren Ellis, who is uh, most well-known for... He's a comic book author, primarily. Hmm. Um, I don't know a whole lot about his work specifically, um, but that like that kind of caught everybody off guard. But it seems like like a lot of people are kind of uh, skeptical as to whether this is actually going to happen. It seems like it actually is going to happen because it wasn't like oh yeah we just signed the rights for this. It was like oh yeah this is coming out uh, this year. Oh wow! So I have I really don't know what direction. They're going to be taking this or anything, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it yeah. like, it seems like a really tough thing to pull off. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I'm just always concerned when they do things like this. Cause I mean, obviously we've seen a lot of hiccups and things where people get really excited about translates like this and it ends up being really, really bad. <laughs> that's always my concern with stuff like this. It's like, oh, how can we draw a lot of people in? It's like, oh, if we use a big name, well, I guess, I guess Castlevania is not that big of a name. I mean, a lot of people know it, but I guess what it has going for it is it, it's, uh, it's got well, vampires or whatever. You know, it's got oh yeah, it's got like vampires. It's got <laughs> um, zombies. and zombies. It's got zombies, everything whatever. really. It's got, all, it's got all that. It's got like a, a royal bloodline and like you know the drama that comes from that. So I guess. Maybe it's got a couple things like that I th- they can dramatize. I feel like the I feel like they pretty much have to take this as a straight up like blood and guts action show. Like <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, I they're, was... they're gonna, definitely going to put some story into it. But I'm like, Geez. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they got to. Ha- I feel like the story is probably just going to have to be there to like have an excuse for the action, pretty much. Mm. Okay. I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. they can write it because I just don't see really. I mean, yeah, it's got those things, but. I don't see how that would turn out to be good. That's <laughs> a TV show. I mean, we'll see. Well, I I just I'm just looking at a link here that says that the uh, producer, Adi Shankar, uh, quote, hopes that it or thinks that it will flip the vampire subgenre on its head. Okay. So uh, he's got high hopes. Maybe Dark he's maybe he wants to make it like manly again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember True Blood? <laughs> Vampire porn? No, I don't remember that. I never. <sighs> that, if they would have released it during that time, it probably would have a lot of traction. Yeah. That show was. I've managed to avoid pretty fun. much all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the only yeah. vampire like thing I've watched is uh, like the old Bela Lugosi Dracula movies. Great films. But yeah, so that's that's happening. That'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, so did you say it was a rumor or is it uh, sorry no what, what, netflix said this in a press release okay so it's happening it's, it's supposedly going to come out this year mm-hmm. wow so we'll see how that goes um no no news about this really but i just realized that the 
our next episode is going to be the day that the Nintendo Switch comes out. Hmm. Uh, hopefully, I will have one, but... Did you pre-order? No. <laughs> That's why I say hopefully. Good luck! Yeah, I know. Supposedly... Sure for everyone. <laughs> they, say, they say they will, and I really do not have much faith in that. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh... Michael and Ken, what are you, do you guys have any thoughts on the Switch? What, what do you what do you think? Are you excited? Are you skeptical? Or are you just do you think it looks like shit? Uh, I mean, I I am hopeful, uh, and I think that Nintendo always kind of I don't know. It seems like they they uh, exceed expectations, uh, or they always I don't know. They seem to do something right each time. Uh, maybe that's not always true. You guys probably know more about this than I do, but I'm hopeful. I think it looks like a good. Good next thing. Good good try. They definitely try to do something different usually. They usually will break off from the pack and do their own thing. And this thing, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm very hopeful about it. I, I hope it is good. This might be the first system I buy since the PS2, legitimately. Mm. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't pre-ordered yet. I'm going to definitely wait and see some more of the titles that are coming out. But the, the titles on release is, is what's really holding me and a lot of people back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It definitely got, has a weak lineup. Um. Yeah, I think, like, my my reason, my kind of logic is, I have a Wii U, and I bought that super late in the Wii U cycle, but I'm really happy with it, and I'm pretty sure the Nintendo Switch is going to be a ton better than the Wii U, eventually, uh, mm-hmm. once they have a, you know, once they have a I think so substantial as well. library. I think, yeah. I think it's the right expectation, honestly. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. I don't know... I, Kind of doubt that I'm going to be able to get one right away, but uh, I do plan How on. How do you pre-order? You have so much money from. Because I was like, oh, 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 it's time to pre-order. Pre-orders are out. All right, let me go pre-order. Up, oh, shit. There's no pre-orders because they're all gone. Now. <laughs> uh so that's pretty much all the news. I guess it's time to move on to uh, the games we've been playing. J- uh, why don't? How about me or Jay? We'll start. You guys can kind of see. Uh, how we how we're doing this um jay you want you want to go or you want me to uh sure i don't mind going first off the old okay you go all right so you guys will appreciate this as well by the way uh so for this week and for the upcoming weeks uh i started playing earthbound and oh! yeah. <laughs> so i i was i've been holding off on playing this since the beginning of the podcast i i've been holding off when I played this originally, I spent a lot of time with one of one of my close childhood friends. He had a Super Nintendo. I didn't, but I spent mm. ten hours a day at his house. So him and I would play this together. He'd play seventy percent of the time. I would play thirty percent of the time, if that. <laughs> even. And so we, we kind of co-opted our way through it. <laughs> yeah, I relate. Yeah, so it, it was it was. I didn't get the full experience of this game as a child, and I didn't understand half the humor and the ridiculousness and the creativity mm. and just the amazing aspects of it. And this so far, I, I'm. I'm probably 10 hours in of gameplay, but I've spent 20 hours playing, which is kind of weird because I've died a lot, which is mm. really kind of surprising for, for an older RPG. Mm-hmm. But I think this game is amazing. It's just, it completely blew me out of the water so far. So Earthbound is a 94 title that came out for Super Nintendo. Um, it is a turn-based RPG where the open uh, the overview open world looks like any of the Pokemon games. So Pokemon Blue, Red, uh, Gold, Silver, you name it. And you can actually see the mobs on the map, and they will run at you. So you can see them to avoid combat. So you can use obje- objects like trees and rocks and logs and stuff to avoid combat if you use if you get between them or you get the tree between you. Uh, most mobs will engage with you. You can avoid them by, or if you are higher level than them or equivalent level, I think they will actually run from you. 
And if you try to run from a mob, usually they'll catch up to you. And if they get a back attack on you, they strike first. If you hit them, or if you if you get their back, then you get to strike first. Is that Blake? Maybe. Hi, Blake. How are oh, you? Oh, Blake's here. I'm finally done. I'm going I'm to pause done. so you can segue into the second. Hi, Blake. How was your Hi. day? How's oh life? God. I got a new PB on my Linkin Pass randomizer, and then I was like, I have a second run. This will be just as good of a time. It went half an hour longer than it was supposed to. <laughs> I'm pissed. Well, congratulations on the PB, at least. Yeah, like a, a huge PB by almost half an hour. What's your, what was your time? Uh, 2.34.07. And your goal is, would you say, 155, I think it's what you said last time? No. No, that was for... No, for randomizer, of... like, a 2.30. You're thinking, oh, of, okay. you're thinking of the other game, that the game that you're speaking Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. No, this was randomizer for Link gotcha. to Test. Uh, for the other game, under an hour. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I haven't that's played right. that one this week yet. Uh, Blake, since you're here, I will introduce you to Ken and Michael from Extra Lives. Hi. Hey. Hey, what's up, Blake? Yo. Oh, man. Welcome. Finally. <laughs> I was, like, looking at the clock, and I was like, it's 7.50. I, hopefully, the next random parts of this <laughs> run aren't too mean to me, and I can be done by, like, quarter after. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it didn't happen. I was yeah, like... You're on Colorado time, right? Yeah. Got it. I was uh, checking out your stream. I was like, well, maybe he's almost done because I'll check it out. Like, if you're like wrapping up, I'll be like, all right, well, hold on for a second. It was like, no, he's right in the middle of this right now. <laughs> right in the middle. I was like, oh my God, please, game. Be, be kind. Help me out a little way. bit. No, it didn't mean no favors. There was a little, I think I could have had a sub 230, except one part of the game, the hammer was hidden in like the worst possible spot. So I had to look around. Oh, for I keep forgetting it's randomized. I'm like, what are you talking about? You should know where. Oh, right. You know, you should know where it is. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where it is normally. <laughs> you know where it's going. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, jeez. Um, Blake, you'll be happy to know that Michael and Ken uh, both love Final Fantasy. Damn yes. right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's not really saying time. much. I mean, like, I guess that. I mean, you, you could say that about anybody and like be right eighty percent of the time, basically. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> well, he specifically said Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Four, I believe, is the best game of all time. Mm -hmm. I believe is what he said. I, so. I do believe that to be the case. So that's a pretty solid. Four is pretty all right. Pretty mm. all right. Wow. It's in my oh, top half the series. Jeez. Blake, you're not as advertised, dude. <laughs> not as advertised. That's such a good insult. Yeah. So I like four a lot. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> I especially like the remakes. Being able to add in the other characters into the teams and stuff is oh, you like that so feature. much fun. Hell yeah, I do. Mm. See, I think that is to the detriment of the remix. Oh, and really? I will be happy to talk about that because that is the game I've been playing most recently. Oh, shit. So I'll save, I'll oh, save my oh, fire oh. for now. Oh, damn. <laughs> so uh, Jay's been playing... Uh, Earthbound. Earthbound. Oh, yeah. my God. That was what we all yeah. said. Because <laughs> it, I know both of you guys played it in the last, what, six months, if even that. Uh, I played it like a year. Um, probably like it a was year a year ago. ago for me. Oh, was it really? Man, I yeah. feel like it was a lot more recent than that. No, it was last January. Or I actually years. really thought about playing it again pretty soon, but it's I've got so too much other stuff to play. <laughs> it, it's so funny. So, what, so I'm going to kind of jump back into it. So one of the things that's so funny about it is when I look at old, old school RPGs, I, I look at them I'm like, you know, how could they have really made new aspects to the game to, to improve on like you know it's their turn-based combat what could they really do 
to make the combat more exciting, more interesting. And in Earthbound in particular, the things that, that, that are so enjoyable is the different mob types. The things that the mobs do are just so funny and just kind of quirky and, and humorous. And it's just, it's so random. Like the first monster I fought was a spiteful crow. And it's this crow wearing sunglasses. And it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I just love, I love the, the dialogue. And it steals the your monster. cookies. Yeah, it's like it steals your oh, cookies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, shit, like, I forgot about that. They do random things. Like it, it, it ponders, it like ponders life or something and skips a turn. It's like, yeah, what? Right. And it's like it threatens you evilly. Your guts goes down by one. It's like these really just funny things. And. It, it was so I was so blown away for us. I, like, I completely forgot about this. It was just like this is so funny, and I was really excited to kind of see as the game uh, so far. I'm, I'm pretty pretty far in now. The, the different mobs that I've seen have just always been really interesting, and they've and they've done really odd things. Um, so the the overall story, it, it's their standard RPG. You kind of get dropped right into it. Um, you can. It, it, what I found funny is I didn't realize you could actually name Ness something else. I thought his name was locked in as Ness. And so you choose his name, and then you choose the rest of the character's name. Then you choose your dog's name. Then you choose your favorite food, which I chose cake, of course. And then it's like, what's something you'd like to receive? And of course, I put a gift. And I was like, why are they asking me? They're like, why are they actually going to incorporate this? And it's very minor, but there's a couple times so far where it's like, you know, you go back to your house, which is the very beginning of the game, and you talk to your mom. She's like, oh, you look terrible. Here's a piece of cake. Go to bed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they, they incorporate it. Like, that, that's pretty awesome. She's like, awesome. This game has cake. Yeah, oh yeah, cake is cake is the best, right? Um, so so, so <laughs> very I have very few complaints about the game so far. Um, one of the things that I was a little bit weirded out by is how small your inventory space is. Uh, your yeah, inventory... that is a major frustration yeah, in that yeah. game. Yeah, Especially so especially for space... someone doing it blind. Right. So I, I I do not remember anything about this game at all. I remember absolutely nothing. It's been yeah. way too long. So inventory space consists of key items that are used to progress through the game. Your armor all of your equipment for, for your weapons and armor, um, items to use for like consumables for healing. Um, to so, clarify, he means that even if you have these things equipped, they're taking up inventory. Yeah, and, and there's four slots, I believe, if I remember off the top of my head, there's four slots. Yes. So that takes up four slots, and then usually you have one to two key items that are important. And then you get a bunch of random shit that you'll find throughout the game that you're kind of like, should I keep this? Like This guy at one point was like, hey, do you want this ruler? It's two clams. And I was like, oh, cool, a ruler. Like, What am I going to do with this? And <laughs> And you couldn't equip it, and then I used it in combat, and it's like, now Ness can measure things. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh this is a completely wasted <laughs> item. <laughs> I was so blown away. I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, I, I realized that there's all these random items you can find, and there's like this black market early on where you can buy these random items that do absolutely nothing other than take up your inventory space. Yeah, I think one of the characters there, one of the shops, sells nothing useful. <laughs> yeah, actually, okay. I, I think I'm here talking about. He sells like six or seven items. Only, I think one of them yeah. was good. It was like a copper bracers. Um, Made, oh, so, yeah, yeah. So something that was really impressive in so this is '94. Again, this is '94. So when you go to a shopkeep and you buy new armor, it's really cool because it tells you, "Hey, uh, do you want to buy this item?" Yes. Okay. You, do you want to equip it now? Yes. Okay. So it tells you your armor went from 20 to 24, and then the shopkeep proceeds to ask you if you if you can buy your old item. I was like really surprised for such an old game that they actually had the understanding to do that and it's an like easy way easy quick way to make that happen yeah 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 it was great i was, I was and, and so the the currency in the game is kind of interesting so you you don't get money for fighting but you get credit and you have a credit card so you accumulate money you accumulate your credit or yeah i guess it's credit on your card and then you can go to any atm in some of the local stores and you can withdraw money and that's how you you pretty much have currency throughout the game and it's it's kind of cool at times it's a little bit frustrating because one i didn't know I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why am I not getting money from battles? Like, there was actually a time when I was struggling because I had no items. There was no more items on the map. I had no, no. money. 
and I, everything was really expensive. And I had 35, I think you could start with $35. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like I, I was like struggling to level up and I was leveling up just enough to be able to use my mana to heal myself. That's mm-hmm. how much I was struggling early on. And then I eventually found my ATM card and I'm like, oh, okay, so I can swipe this. And I had like $2,000. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I was struggling with that. And then I couldn't figure out how to buy armor and items. I was like walking around I'm like, there's no just armor shop. Like, you know, Final Fantasy, you see the little sword and shield and you're like, oh, there's an armor shop. I can go get some gear and I'm set. Well, it's like these random drug stores and, and random things where you can just buy these items. And it doesn't tell you what the items exactly do. So you're like, oh, there's cloth robes. There's, there's leather robes, you, you know. Did you troll the shit out of yourself and buy a slingshot? I did. Or, oh my god! And the yo-yo. Yeah, I bought. I bought the yo-yo. I bought the yo-yo. Like, oh, oh, the yes, yo-yo. Yes, he uses yo-yo. He's got. It's got to be mm-hmm. you know something special, and it, it's not the yo. The bat is. <laughs> I guess the bat and what was the other one you get early on that's really powerful? It's like the bat into something. I can't remember what I'm using. There's one right bat now. that's like super powerful, but only hits like ten percent of the time or something like that. Yeah, uh, the gutsy bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gutsy bat. Mm-hmm. You'll find that one later. You haven't found that yet. Don't use it. <laughs> I might give it a shot. I'm just <laughs> it has a really high hit or really high damage and crit rate, but it has very low accuracy. Chance? Okay. It's like twenty five percent, I think. I'm, I might give it a shot. I don't know. It, it, it combat oh, yeah. is, is pretty interesting. But well, so one of the other things when you're out in the open world, and like I said, you can you can see the mobs walking around, and you kind of you can avoid them if you want to. If you're higher level than them, they will run from you. And what's really interesting is I believe if you are one level higher or more than them and you engage them in combat, you don't actually go into combat. You just critically strike them and they die. And you get full mm-hmm. experience for it, which is really interesting because it's actually early on, it's a ton of experience and it doesn't depreciate. So like a mob that gives 95 experience, well, let's say you level two or three times and then you can just walk up and one shot them. You still get 95 experience, which is still quite a bit. And so you, you can level pretty quickly by doing that. Um, which oh is, yeah, like you're talking about, like if you're high enough level above the other, like the, the bad area. guy, like you yeah. don't even if have you're to strong fight enough, him. you can just one shot a target. Yeah, exactly. It, that, that's what I was assuming is if you can one shot them in combat, the, the system recognizes that and says okay, and you just kill them. Mostly, outside. mostly. Yeah. There are times where you'll get into combat and then you'll take one swing and kill them, and you end the fight, and you're like, why did I have to fight? Them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I've run that a couple times, and then I don't know what the algorithm for it is, but it's generally if you can one shot them before they get to attack you, then you instantly. That was my assumption. Like either like higher level or one shot was was my assumption on that. Yeah. Uh, if there, if more than one mob engage you, then obviously that doesn't come into effect because that'd be ridiculous. You would just AOE farm and, and get a whole bunch of levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things that happens outside in the open world is when you engage a mob, if there's a mob nearby who's stuck behind something, the game will, like, as you're entering the fight, the other mob will run around the tree and come in and join the fight. So it becomes a 2v1. And a lot of mobs so far that I've played against oh, right. will some other mobs too. So it can, it can quickly become like a 4v1 and you can just get completely decimated. It, it is... I have died so many times. Like I've probably spent half the game dead because there are so many times when you just like you know the bugs in the cave, the ones that are like so small you can't even see them. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, yep. I didn't know those were mobs, and yep. I like, walked in and I engaged, and there's four of them, and I'm like, oh, oh what is this? And it, 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 the game can go south so quickly, and it's it's almost frustrating, but not quite. And when you die, you get teleported back to your mom's house, and then you get you lose half your money, and you can go back and out. So, in, and like I said, you don't usually carry on money because you only withdraw money that you're going to spend. So dying is not the worst thing in the world, um, but I've died a lot, especially before I realized how to buy armor. Um, <laughs> how far are you now? Did you say? I'm, I'm probably at least 10 hours in. I, I've played probably 20 hours, but I've 
it actually progressed about 10 of, of those 20 hours. Um, how much, like, what was the last thing that you did in the game? Uh, so let's see, I just... What town are you see. in? So let me think for a second. I'm trying to remember, let me see if I can pull it up here. I'm trying to remember the last thing I did. So I was playing really late last night and I fell asleep. Because I, <laughs> I just got a... Um, I just got a Google Chrome so I can stream it from my phone to my TV so I can play on my right. phone on the go and then when I get home I can stream it to my TV. Google Chrome oh, is nice. a web browser. Um I am oh sorry, Chromecast. Chromecast. <laughs> I assumed that's what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm just about to get Paula. So I just got the uh the key right. to to get Paula out of the uh, the Oh, cell. okay. Okay. Yeah. Early. Man, yeah. you were talking about all the, the little enemies you fought in the cave. I figured that if you were gonna have a huge complaint about anything, it would have been the journey from Tucson over to the Blue Town right before you fight Carpenter. You talking about the zombies? Um, no, 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 no. The cave that led to the area where the bridge was out. That cave oh, and that oh, whole... That oh, whole God, area. the mushrooms! Oh, my God! Yeah. So frustrating! <laughs> yeah, oh, my God! The first time... So... <laughs> Oh God! There's these these mushroom mobs, and when they hit you in combat, they have a chance to to put, put a debuff on you that gives you a, a mushroom debuff. And when you're out of combat, your directional pad is completely <laughs> just random. Pad. Yeah, and the worst yeah, yeah. part is it only lasts for about thirty steps. So it takes it takes fifteen <laughs> seconds to get accustomed to the new button pad. You're like, okay, up is right, <laughs> right is left, and it's like completely <laughs> random. You get accustomed to it, then fifteen steps later, it swaps again, and it, it's just all. Oh, it so is good. so frustrating. But the, the <laughs> interesting thing is there's a person who's just on the other side of the cave that will actually buy the mushroom off your head for $50. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to farm this for a while. And then I did it twice, and I got so frustrated by the random controls <laughs> that I said, fuck it. I was, so that, that actually brings up a little bit of a complaint. So, you know, um, through the cave, you go up to the pencil, and you're like, hey, there's this random pencil in the way. There's a pencil statue. You have yeah, to get yeah, through yeah. it. The triggers for that to progress yeah, really frustrating. Dumb. Yeah, it, it, it's it, you have to go to the pencil, you have to talk to it, and you have to go back to town. You don't have to do it in this specific order, but then you have to go to town, talk to this inventor, give him money, and then he becomes your friend, he gives you a cell phone, then you go back to the pencil, you talk to the pencil again, then you have to come back to town, and when you're walking back to town, he calls you and, and says some stuff. It took me a while to figure that out. I actually had to look it up because I was getting... That's so one of the worst parts of the game because it's it's like classic old-school JRPG yeah. event flag stuff that does not make any sense. Hmm. Yeah, and I was like, I thought you had to choose between the apple and the orange kit for the inventors, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't realize you could pay off both of them, so... Um, but so something else, I, this, I love the visualizations of the background during combat. It is so yeah. awesome. Each, each enemy has a unique background and I don't even know how to describe them. They're kind of psychedelic for the most part. It's, mm -hmm. it's usually like these wavy, different colored objects and the music's really good and it sets the mood and the visualizations kind of add to it. It's really cool, especially for some of the, the early boss fights that I've done. They have their own backgrounds. And it, it's really, really cool. It, like, like I was talking about with the old school RPGs, there's only so much you can do to improve on the combat. But when you add the visualization with the audio cues, it's just, it, it's very immersive for such an old game. And it, it's, it's very, very impressive. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Trying to yeah. just... There's actually a lot of enemies in that area that I'm surprised you didn't complain about. First off, there's the mushrooms, and then there's mushrooms the mushrooms are cancer. UFOs are kind of annoying. They do constant because damage. Because they do the cold damage on you. They oh, yeah, the cold, cold is a really... Yeah, the cold diva. That's another one where you yep. randomly... your It'll just say, like, Ness sneezes, deals four damage to himself, and skips a turn. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Not only is this poison, but I'm skipping my turn. And <laughs> oh, it's it's so... Fr and when you're out of combat, you're constantly taking damage. Oh, my God. And yeah, then there's that, that the territorial funny. oaks. 
Those are so funny. Oh my god, I was gonna mention that. Those things are terrifying. Yeah, those are <laughs> so you're yeah, you're walking through this forest and you're and at, at one point both of them were moving at the same direction. I was like, oh, the forest is moving with me. This is kind of visually impressive. Like, I wonder what this means. Like, I thought I had to, like, move them in a certain direction to continue or something. And then I stopped moving. I was like, oh, they're still moving. And I was like, what are they doing? And, I, and, and they're, 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 they're freaking territorial oaks. They're trees. And the best part is, when you get them low, they just ignite themselves, kill themselves, and hurt you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's just... It, like I can't even imagine the, the creativity that went into this game for the different mobs. Like even the gangsters. Like you have the po the guy in the pogo stick, and you have the guy in the scooter and the skateboard, and they do these really bizarre attacks and and say they these thrash really, their skateboard. Yeah, at they you thrash their skateboard at you. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous, and it, it's so enjoyable. Every every new mob that I encounter, I'm excited to see mm. what dialogue they're gonna have or what what random ability they're gonna do, and it's just. It's a very, very enjoyable game. I'm, I'm excited to, to play through the rest of it. It's just been, it's been way too long. I, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you think of Mr. Saturn. That's oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Saturn, and getting past Master Belch, getting <laughs> behind oh, yeah. the waterfall. <laughs> That's another dumb part of the game that you might want to look up a guide for. If I get stuck in, I'll probably oh, look gosh. it up because I just don't want to yeah. burn myself out because of how how great this game is so far. Yeah. The the story is very almost adult at times like you know how you, mm -hmm. the, the bee kind of tells you like hey you're you're sort of destined obviously oh scorpion you're destined to save the world but then he's like and by the way animals are going to be really aggressive and all the humans are like all the weak humans are going to be very aggressive with you and it's like wow like that's such a, a bizarre statement to make like you know all these humans and it's, it's most of the humans that are in your town that suddenly become aggressive towards you and it's like mm. I, I feel like the story is very Sort of adult. In a lot of the writing of the game in general is it's kind of Pixar in that kids can definitely appreciate it, but there's more to it when you're older and you know more things. Yeah, I agree. Actually, Jay, I have to say, man, my heart is soaring hearing you talk about this game. I'm glad because it was one of the seminal games of of my childhood. You know, and like, <laughs> first of all, I mean, you mentioned the music. Like, you know, I I studied jazz in college, and I have to say my earliest taste of kind of free jazz came from the upright bass playing in the battle music in Earthbound. And I, I, my first ever jazz composition was literally based on that walking bass line from that game. The music is so freaking good. And there's something else that's unique about Earthbound that um, I lament that you're never going to be able to experience, Jay, which is the, the box that the game was sold in. You could go to Toys R Us God. or Blockbuster Video and... Unlike all of the other Super Nintendo games at the time, this box was oversized. It was massive. Interesting. And, and it was so cool and so freaking intimidated. It was also It's like imagine the typical Super Nintendo box, but four of them stacked on top of each other. Yep. Really? Why? And, and yeah, it's I'll like two you, by two from a typical book. Be, well, it was like that because it was packaged with the strategy guide for the game. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh I, okay. I did I, I looked at the strategy guide before for sure. I know exactly what it looks like. It almost looks yeah. like a Where's Waldo thing, correct? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. It had that vibe for sure. A yeah. really cool strategy guide too. I love really it. I love. It's reading one strategy. of the best strategy guides ever written, if not the best, oh, yeah. because it continues the charm and writing of the game right. exactly by talking <laughs> about things in the game. So, like when you're when you're going to a new area, 
there will be like a travel brochure for that area in the strategy guide. Interesting. That, about, that has like writing of like, oh, this person's the mayor here now, but they've been acting very strange lately. And this <laughs> is happening. And people love to come here to get this delicacy of an item and all this really, really in game, like in theme stuff written in the strategy guide. I'm looking at the cover art right now. I didn't know Ness was inside of the. He's not. No, that's, that's, what that's, I thought. that's, that's one of the reasons I first rented that game a long time ago. A thousand times. It's oh, his reflection in the Starman's visor. Oh, okay. I was like, that's that makes no sense to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always got really upset until I was older and I realized that it was it was his reflection. Because when I was younger, I was like, why? Why do I never get to pilot that Starman? They yeah, oh, I, I'm really, really enjoying this game. I have, it, it, I, I've had such a streak of good games lately, and I'm just excited to continue it even more, especially with Earthbound. This game is so fun. It's super good. Yep. I'm really excited and happy for you, Jay. I can't wait to hear what you have yeah. to say when you're finished. Yeah, me yeah, Definitely going to so finish it. All right. So are uh, you making it a point to like play the game slowly and talk to a lot of NPCs? Yeah, yes. actually, I am. That's why okay. I've been spending. That's why my play okay, my yeah, progress just... is so slow. <laughs> you have to because I, I know nothing. I don't know where to go, so I have to talk yeah. to everyone. And then they say like, you know, like early on, I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do? And then I talked to a couple NPCs, and they were like, oh, there's this random girl Paula. She has these crazy abilities. Yeah, I was like, oh, powers, I, probably, you know. I should probably go talk to Paula. <laughs> like oh. I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. All right, um, Michael or Ken? Why don't why don't one of you guys go next? Who wants to go? Who wants to go first? I think I want to hear Michael's fire on uh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> All right, let's hear. Okay. It. All right, bu- buckle your seatbelts, gentlemen. <laughs> oh shit! So, so uh, you know, I, I made the claim earlier that I think Final Fantasy IV is the best game ever made, um, and it it happens to be the game that I've been playing most recently too. Um, because I'm a classic retro gamer. I prefer, generally, I prefer things in the original, meaning in this case, you know, Final Fantasy II on my Super Nintendo. Um, But uh, when I found out that there were cutscenes and voice acting in the Nintendo DS remake of FF4, I thought to myself, I've got to try this. Um, Now, I have to say, I've had... I've had uh, some friends talk to me disparagingly about this DS remake because either they felt it was somewhat cartoonish or they didn't like the voice acting. I really like it. I think especially the voice actor who played the role of Kane is super badass, kind of like a less over-the-top Batman. And what I love (laughs) the most about the new content with the voices is that they've added some cutscenes that don't even draw on original material. They've, they've embellished the story, but they've done it only in cases where they're um, like elaborating on the relationship between characters. So one of the reasons I think Final Fantasy IV is the greatest game ever made and certainly the greatest RPG ever made is that I, I believe that the story of the game is so beautiful and lyrical and dramatic and freaking awesome. Of course, half of that is my nostalgia speaking, but you know, be that as it may, um, a lot of the drama that that comes from the original game it, it has to do with the typical drama. You know, we're 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 facing unbeatable odds at the end of the game. Spoiler alert: you're you're actually fighting hatred itself um, for control of of the future of of the solar system that you're from. Um, but what what I didn't get into too much when I was 11 is why is it that Kane's sprite acts weird when Rosa walks in the room, 
even though Rosa is, you know, Cecil's girlfriend. And it never really registered for me that there was something funky happening between Cecil and Kane. And that when Kane goes rogue and, and, you know, basically turns evil because he's being mind controlled, there's a little something extra on the evil that he does. And when you watch these beautiful cutscenes that they've created with the voices in this DS remake, you get a little bit of insight into, into some kind of background beef that the two main male characters in this game have with each other. And as someone who loves to see the classic games that I'm fond of be given new life, it really fills me with joy to experience the game that way. The other thing I want to say is uh, in response to something that I think Blake mentioned, um, and what I'm going to say I know is pretty controversial, but to me, the reason I dislike Final Fantasy games after number five, uh, I like them, but I like them less, is the fact that you can then choose your party and build your dream party. So there's a torrential downpour going on in Los Angeles right now, and I needed to stop by um, the market on my way home. So I parked my car, and I looked in the back seat where my umbrella usually is, and it was gone. So here I am, I need to walk several blocks in very heavy rain, and I don't want to get soaked, and I had to figure out how to not get wet. So I ended up putting this really weird bag over my head, and I looked, I looked pretty crazy walking down the street, but I ended up not getting, getting wet. Now, what does this have to do with Final Fantasy IV? In life, I think part of the joy, part of the challenge, and part of what makes life such a beautiful adventure is the fact that we have to make do with what we have available, and we have to make do with who we have available. And I love the fact that in the early Final Fantasy games, your party members were who they were. They were who you met. You didn't get to cherry pick. I would have loved to press the Y button today when I was parked in a torrent and you know swap out that plastic bag for an umbrella, but that's not how life is. I love games that are challenging and that force you to be creative with the skill sets you have and the characters you have. And for that reason, Final Fantasy IV will always stand several steps above all the other Final Fantasy games. Wow. It, it's funny that you mentioned that. that. That philosophy is something that I've been going through a lot, like personally myself, is like kind of dealing, basically just dealing with whatever life deals you, right? No matter, no matter what it is, you have some sort of resources at your disposal in order to do so. And I, like, I completely and 100% agree with that. That's a very interesting way to, to transition into it, though. Yeah. That's, I love it, man. I mean, I could go on for seven hours about that game, but bottom line is I freaking love it. Well, it probably wouldn't be our longest episode if you did, because <laughs> we've had some... You're people. not wrong, yeah. Yeah, we've done worse. <laughs> you probably do that. We'll still end up under par. Okay, uh, let, let me say one more thing. Okay. I'm, I'm holding, I'm, I'm, I'm holding back a little bit. Okay, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't mind a little controversy. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think that video games that let us choose our parties at any point and swap characters in and out and make them all level up with the same magic because you equip them with the right Esper or the right Materia and so on and so forth. I'm gonna go ahead and say that those gamers are being coddled. Because video games aren't meant to be super easy, and all characters are basically Final the Fantasy freaking same. Final Fantasy is easier than most of the recent Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, well, you mean yes. you mean it's a ridiculously <laughs> easy game if you know what you're doing. 
when you say recent Final Fantasies, you're talking about like what? Like Final anything Fantasy after 14? it. Final Fantasy V like is harder. Uh, 15 was probably harder. 13 was hard for bad reasons. <laughs> it was hard for <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 13 is hard for all of the bad reasons. Like, the, the thing is. It's not the whole game is crafted around having specific parties at specific times. Like it's designed so that you have the right tools to accomplish these things. It gives you the tools and then gives you challenges that are meant to be met, met to be met by those wow. same tools. That's I don't know why that's so hard to say, but it was. It's very interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, I I hear you, and and you think for that reason it's it's easier. So how would you Blake? Well, I mean, you... it's not just okay, because ahead. of that reason, but like even on my last playthrough of the game, etc. And I was like, well, that was that was a much easier fight than I've ever remembered it being on really like, well... ten, etc. Right, uh, yeah, like well, Demon you know... Wall, for example. I remember Demon Wall being the worst thing in the world when I was a kid. And my last playthrough, it's not like I took a bunch of time to grind. I was I was streaming it, so I was actually trying to get through the game quickly. And so I got up to the fight, and I was like, oh god, Demon Wall is probably going to game over me a few times. And I crushed him with everybody alive. And I was like, why was that so easy? <laughs> mm. well, what I'll was tell wrong you what. with me as a kid? You, well, you know what, Blake? I'll speak to that, because you do make a good point in, in this sense. Like, the experience playing that game it's different now than it was, you know, when we were eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. And, and I think that certainly my strong feelings about the game are colored by that experience. When I first played the game, you know, I didn't want to fight every single freaking battle. I found it boring as a nine-year-old to grind in the Sylvan cave, you know. I wanted to just run as much as I possibly could. And consequently, when I got to pretty much every boss, I was woefully underleveled. And yeah. every every boss fight was a fight to the death. I'll never forget standing around in 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 the uh, what was the laundry room where where I had my Super Nintendo set up when I was growing up and jumping up and down. I was I was fighting the three sisters in the Tower of Zot, and I had no idea how to use walls to beat them. And it was a fight to death. I was jumping up and down. I was eating eating Whoppers nonstop. Uh, the the candy, not the Burger King burger, and. <laughs> I was hopped up. I thought that was like pictures of burgers at first, and I was like, "Are you five hundred pounds now?" Wait, I thought you were okay. saying that the Whopper. I thought you were saying Whoppers was an in-game item that you had to eat for like health. <laughs> maybe, maybe an Earthbound, if you. Yeah, yeah. This <clears throat> is true. There's a lot of good. An Earthbound is probably a bad guy. The all I'm saying is the the, the experience of standing in your pajamas and your sock feet. Jumping up and down at 12:30 a.m., trying not to wake mom up, and and finally, when you're when you've got one character still alive, and you know, and he's within 10 hit points of being completely gone, your party being demolished, and you having to start all the way back, and you somehow overcome odds to defeat the last sister, you win the battle. There's nothing like that feeling. And nowadays, now that I talk to every NPC and go to every side quest and so on and so forth. I'm always a little overbuffed when I get to every challenging part of the game. And that, you know, I, I have to admit, like, I, I understand that too. Like, I, it's definitely a lot easier this time around because I don't shy away from fights. Yeah, like, I, I always wonder, like, why did I find it so hard as a kid? Because I don't remember running away from a lot of the random fights. Because I, I feel like as a kid, I would be like, oh, God, that last fight was so hard. I need to be prepared for the next one. I need mm. to be fighting whatever mm. enemies come at me. And did you? Uh, I did remember you that mindset, game? so I don't know. 
Hmm. I'm curious, Blake, did you rent the game or did you own the game when you were little? Um, I think four was one that my cousin and I rented multiple times. Um, and then we'd have to start over from scratch if someone deleted our save. The yeah. worst thing in the world. Well, the reason why I asked uh-huh. is because I, I too, when I, when I played it, I had to rent through a friend. And I think the reason why we rushed through, or the reason why it seemed so hard when we'd get so far, it's because we weren't prepared because we just wanted to get to the next thing as quickly as possible because, well, the game was you know, due on Monday, right? So yeah. we rented on Friday and you know, <laughs> how are we going to get done? Homework. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to degree, yeah. Um, so I think that I, I, I don't know. Another thing is this nostalgia that comes into playing these games. Like, I, I wonder how much. Like, for instance, I'm playing Seventh Saga right now, and I remember the. Oh game God. Being, yeah, I remember the game being. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fun when I was little because I was maybe wowed <laughs> by the, um, the way the battle sequence happens, and just that it was an alternative to Final Fantasy in a different way, and that you. You know, you choose your characters and whatever. But yeah. now that I'm playing it, I'm like, wow, there's so many mechanics in this game that are terrible, absolutely terrible. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't know how it would. How many hours have you had to spend grinding already? <laughs> that, the the word is grind, right? And I'm no, yeah. like I'm no, I'm no stranger to grinding. Um, even in games that you play today, like there are some games that you really that are new now. You know, um, that you you grind, and it's just like, why am I still grinding at this game? But this game, Seven Saga, it's like you grind for no reason. It's you're, you grind you're because so you have to, or you yeah. don't get to win. It's just it's so like brutal. even the first boss in that castle. If you don't go through that castle two or three times, just fighting yeah. every random mob you find, yeah. he's the probably going to kill you unless you get really good RNG on his pattern. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's a. I mean, I I I appreciate games being difficult and and being an older person and having played games from say the original nintendo and back before that the atari games were not as uh well at least some games weren't as easy to just kind of walk through as games are now but i mean seven saga is one of those games that just kind of like it's poorly and i think yeah it's the thing it fell into the old rpg idea of difficulty of well well let's make them level up some more so that they even stand a chance in the fight yeah i had read somewhere that it was I guess it was a not a port, but it was um, it, the game was different depending on what environment you or what region or location you bought the game. I don't know if you guys know anything about this, but ah, oh, Seventh Saga. I don't remember that with that one. Okay, but yeah, it, yeah, brutal game, brutal game. Because the same was true of Final Fantasy IV. As a matter of fact, uh, we actually got the easy type while Japan had the hard type. Yes. I've played through the hard type as well. And I think that was the time that I was like, this game is still not as hard as I expected it to be. Mm. But, hey, they referenced porno mags in that version, so that was cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters. That's all that matters. It's true. That's all that matters. That's a big (laughs) point. (laughs) Uh, So let's go ahead and I guess we'll go on to Ken. Uh, So is your game for for the episode, is it it Seven Saga? Uh, I mean, I have been playing that. I've also been playing uh, the original... I don't know if you, it's the original um, SimCity for Super Nintendo. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Um, trying to uh, get the unreachable Megalopolis. Um, wow. Just playing it standard. It's also not a very easy game to, to, to get to that point. In fact, I think it might, might even be impossible. I don't know if anyone's actually ever done it uh, without the, I guess there's some hacks and some cheats that you can do. 
But um, yeah, there's a there's like an infinite money cheat code on that one. These games are so fun. I love SimCity. Man, I love the just the interface though, and, and yeah, just how kind of simple it was, right? You only you the 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 zones that you would be able to construct are very mm-hmm. simple. It's just like the three zones. You have railroad or street. Um, you got police station, fire station, seaport, airport. Uh, two types of power plants, and that's pretty much it, I think. Right, and so and the power lines and parks. Um, so it's, I think it's very simple to understand. Uh, and each of the like, in fact, this game was for me so impressionable with me and my friends that we, so we played role playing games. Aside from in the video game realm, we'd play like um, BattleTech and and um, Dungeons and Dragons and other things. And we actually made a SimCity, uh, you'd call it role playing game, where we we'd use Legos and we based it off of the video game because it was so easy to turn into a grid and and have each piece be um, understandable. So yeah, this <laughs> game was was it's so imagination. Fun. Yeah, it's awesome. um, so I'm I'm having a lot of fun playing through it, but I'm. I'm just trying to experiment with, I mean, people have really hacked into the game and, and found ways to, to get maximum, um, you know, like city, city limits. And I'm just trying to revisit nostalgia, I guess. Can you summon destruction like in the later ones? In this one? <laughs> well, you can click on, um, you can click on disasters mm-hmm. for, them, yeah, yeah. for them to appear or whatever. You can turn them on or off. Oh, I you, see it here. You don't have a, uh, you don't have a choice as to when they appear, but you just like <laughs> click on, you know, I want Godzilla to appear. And I think that's one of the choices. Godzilla is one of the, that's the funny. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Great I used... music in the game too. Yeah. It does have good music. I used to play SimCity on super Nintendo. I went through a phase where like I had that game and a friend of mine had that game. And when both of us got home after school, we would just call each other and talk on the phone while playing SimCity. <laughs> <laughs> just like tell each other what was happening to our cities for like a couple awesome. hours. Uh, yeah. This is this before girlfriends, I'm assuming. Oh, dude, like thirty <laughs> years before I had a before I had a girlfriend. Uh, What's a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is I'm pretty sure, uh, Jay and Blake, that I've told this to you. I, I probably I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast before, but uh, Ken and Michael might find this amusing. So when I was young, uh, I was not allowed to buy SimCity. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was my reaction. Yeah, yeah. that crazy. was my. Re- I could not buy some city because I wanted this game so bad. Obviously, I had like read about it in the, in the mag in like you know all the magazines and everything. I was like, oh, this this is like so much fun. I want to buy it. And every time we went to the ga- to like the video game store, I'd be like, all right, Dad, I want to buy some city. And he would not let me buy it because he was one hundred percent convinced that it was. Uh, like actual city planning software and it wasn't actually a game <laughs> and every time he would just say no rob that's not a game and i'm like yes it is he's like and he would like go check it out again he like look at you like no this is like for this is like for work this is like for work stuff you don't you don't want this and then like oh, finally one day one of my friends got the game and i played it over at his house and that was enough proof like i was like dad i play this at my friend denny's house this is actually a video game. Can I please get it now? The next time we were at the store, he was like, he was still like not really convinced, but he was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Finally got to play. He just loved things. you, man. That's all it was. <laughs> right. yeah. He knew. He knew, he knew how precious time time was. 
it's funny because i remember when i was like seven or eight at the software store there was this software program called quicken books that looked really fun and it was and i used to beg i used to beg to can we buy this game this game and they would say no Wait, <laughs> what, it really hurt what about that looked like a fun game like did you look at the back of the box or did you only look uh, at the cover the the cover was a really beautiful shade of green. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there you go. Uh, I, I I can't say anything because I used to play uh, <laughs> with this um, program we had this DOS program called Banner Mania, and all it was was you were like you could print out like huge ass banners, and it was like. <laughs> It was like, I was like, thinking like a hospital game or something. No, no, no. It was like for making banners with, and it would print out like a 20 page long banner on your dot matrix printer. And I used to like actually play with that, like make out the coolest banners I could think of and print them off and like hang them up in my room and stuff. It was just gray. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. It was just gray, gray. <laughs> but like sick fonts. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It was fun. Did you guys ever play the, um, there was a SimCity, I think it was SimCity. I want to say 2000 for the PC. Did you guys oh, yeah. play that? Oh, yeah. Was, that yeah, was Sim my 2000? favorite. That was oh, my yeah. favorite. Oh, Sim 2000, yeah. That yeah. was a great... Yes, I tried to find a, a, a good ROM for that, and I couldn't find it. Was it just because really? it's the PC? And it, I should be able they, to find one, right? They have it, they have it on... So, you yeah. can You can buy it on GOG. Yeah, I was going to say, GOG or Steam probably has it for less than five bucks. I don't think... Steam, I don't, I'm not sure if Steam does, but GOG does. It's like five yeah. or six dollars. <clears throat> yeah, I love that. I love the way that that game was laid out, and it was sort of three-dimensional instead of the... Yeah, instead of just, like, strictly top... Down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that, that was that was my favorite SimCity. Uh, Me too, actually. That's funny. Growing up. Oh. It's a really good one. Just, so, good, you could make, make your own maps, and it was really fun to do so, like, making the different um, levels of land and, and landforms. Very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that game, uh, the first time I played it was at the same friend's house, and, like, he went to bed, and I stayed up literally all night long and did not even go to sleep just because I was playing SimCity all night long. Or SimCity oh, 2000 so, yeah. all night long. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Blake, you want next, or you want me to go first? Uh, um, I don't have one, which is good, because we've got extra people on. Okay. I, I'm still waiting for us to do Diablo 2. Yeah, we were, talking we, about that er- we were talking about that earlier. Let's, we'll set a date tonight to do it. I, I, <laughs> I don't care when, just let me know. Sounds good. Okay. Tomorrow night, I definitely cannot do that. Okay. <laughs> when you guys play, do you guys play like at the same time or something, or is this like? Yeah, we're we're gonna we've got like a contest. Well, we're going to have a contest. Uh, what's that stake? I don't remember. Like, whoever... oh, dude, are you kidding me? You're not allowed to be involved. Secret of Evermore Strategy Guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna. <laughs> yeah. One of our listeners said he was gonna. He'll send one of us the Secret of Evermore uh, Strategy Guy. <laughs> well, he said he'll send Jay. He said he's gonna send. <laughs> he Jay. Said... So what are so, we well, doing? No, he like... said he was gonna send it to one of us. Yeah, Jay. That's what he said. Yeah, I no, no, no. <laughs> wow. And so is it who dies Secret first? Evermore. Doesn't get it? Uh, yeah, whoever survives longest gets it. And if I lose, and I don't want it, so like if I lose first, then I have to play Kingdom Hearts for a couple hours or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I, I actually, that's kind of a punishment for us, Blake, I feel like. <laughs> and our yeah, listeners. Yeah, you guys like, Robert can't lose. Robert can't lose. You guys don't really want this, do you? I mean, I might as well. Just no, not it. really. Honestly, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> All right, well, that was uh, the ever. well, my, mine's gonna be pretty quick. Uh, I've put, I, I went back, so I'm still uh, in the middle of Beyond Good and Evil, so I don't want to talk about that yet. 
hopefully I'll have it finished for... I, I think I should have it finished for the next episode. So in the meantime, I play, I went back and played a couple more uh, Atari 2600 games. I played oh. Miss Pac-Man and Fishing Derby. Uh, Fishing Derby is... So Fishing Derby I, I, I picked up because I used to play this with my dad every once in a while. And so I have pretty good memories about it. And it's probably, well, I guess, I don't know. That's hard to say. They're all, all the Atari games are really simple. This one is also really, really simple, but I actually had more fun with it than I did with most of the other Atari games that I played whenever it was, I played them last, like, like a month or like, I guess about a month ago. Uh, even though like, it's an incredibly basic game, it's probably mostly nostalgia the reasons that I liked it so much or that I, I liked it so much that I had, you know, a relatively good time playing it because like I said, this, it was like this in combat that I used to play with my dad whenever we would go to my grandmother's house. Cause she had an Atari over at her house for some reason and all fishing derby. And I will say the graphics on fishing derby. <laughs> combat. Are... God, sorry. <laughs> I just, I remember that game that I played that game. Yeah. Combat was tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, Fishing Derby. Actually, the graphics are a little bit better, I'd say, than than the average Atari game. So it was better to look at than most like Atari games that pretty much like you know give you epileptic seizures if you play them for too long. But this one, so the whole game is you're sitting like you control this guy. Well, there's two guys on the screen, one on each side, and they're each sitting on like the edge of a dock, and they're at like the top of the screen, and then there's water, you know, right beneath them. And you can like see inside the water and the water goes all the way down to the you know bottom of the screen, of course. And there are little fish swimming around. And at the top of the water, or yeah, like right at the top of the water, there's this black shark. And he just swims back and forth. Sometimes he speeds up and goes super fast swimming back and forth. And sometimes he slows down. It's just, it's just kind of random. And uh, so you control the line on your pole. And you control like how far out it goes. It can only go like about, I think the, I think the farthest out it can go is like halfway across the screen and, or maybe a little bit more. And then it can go, you know, all the way down to the bottom of the water, or you can keep it near the top or whatever. And then all you try to do is basically line up the end of your line with like about where the fish's mouth would be. And they don't, it does they don't seem to always bite it. Uh, if you get it, you know, perfectly lined up with your mouth, that part also seems to be a little bit random. Uh, I couldn't tell if maybe I was just missing it a couple times, but like the, the pixels are pretty large. So I'm pretty sure I was hitting their mouths. And, uh, so like, I think it's just, I think it's just random whether they bite it or not. And so you try to line up the end of the line with their mouths. And if you get them, then they start going up to the top. And I, I think if you push the button on the joystick, then they can also, then they, then you'll reel them in a little bit faster. And then, of course, when you get up to the top, then you have to kind of avoid the shark that's floating around at the top. If they touch the shark, even if they just touch his tail, then, then the shark eats him and you don't get any points for him. Uh, if you get a fish that's closer to the bottom, you get like like six points or something like that. And then if you get one that's closer to the top, then you get like two points or something like that. And it's the first to get 99 points wins. It doesn't take very long. Like any given like round of the game takes like three or four, maybe five minutes. Uh, this is a, this is well, really fun for an Atari game. I feel like this is pretty good game. The problem is like when you're playing against that, you can play, you know, against the AI or you can play two player. Of course, 
if you play against the AI, then the other fisherman is like a god tier fisherman. There, really? there's no way to beat this guy. There's no difficulty settings? No, well, uh, I don't think so. That's a good okay. question because because on the Atari, the difficult remember the difficulty is like a switch on the console itself. Uh, I didn't try switching that back and forth to see if that made a difference, but like I could not like I played it probably ten times and I could not beat the other fisherman on this game. Like he just reels fish in nonstop and there's nothing you can do about it. And then like, you'll be reeling them in and then like the fish won't be biting and then you'll finally catch one. And then the shark will eat him instead. Like I got pretty close a couple times, but like I, I was never able to actually beat the other guy, but overall, like I did kind of have fun with it again. Most of that was probably nostalgia, but it does look a little bit better than most Atari games, so that's good mm. also. And since since it was pretty challenging, that it also had that going for it as well. Mm. Then, you know, uh, yeah. The, the, uh, this leaves me still with a burning question that's been kind of eating away at me for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it comes. What's this? What's this? Why did your grandma have an Atari? I have no idea. My grandma had one. I've wondered that really? myself. Yeah. My grandma has a VCR still. That's the latest technology she's got. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's when I was playing Atari at, over at my grandma's house. I don't know who got it for, why it was there. If yeah, I'm, same if here. It was technically my mom's or what the story was, but yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know if she if she had it like just so like the grandkids could play it when we came over. or if, yeah. like, I don't know. I have no clue. All I knew Why? was there, there was one over there, and I would pull out all the games, and uh, and ET sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I this it was this in combat that I used to play the most, uh, and so those are the ones that I like the most, you know, for pretty obvious reasons. And like I said, the other game that I played was Miss Pac-Man. I've never actually Classic. played. Yeah, I've never played any version of Miss Pac-Man before. I'm not really, uh, I, I never really cared for Pac-Man in general. Really? Yeah, I just could never really get into it. Um, but uh, I actually kind of had a little bit of fun with Miss Pac-Man. The The game, all, this this one also looks pretty good. It doesn't look quite as good as Fishing Derby. Hmm. Um, but, Have you played the one for Sega? What? Genesis? Pac-Man? Yeah. No. Hmm. Okay. What's, what is it? Is there something special about it? I just played the crap out of it and I really liked it. I was just curious. Oh, okay, no, I haven't played that, but the uh, the it, it looks you know it's just Pac Man, it's pretty basic, but it looks all right. The music, the little like intro music that they play when you start the game is is pretty fun, but that only lasts Classic. for like, two seconds. Uh, but it, this one seemed a little bit harder than the original Pac Man, and I don't know if it's just the uh, Atari port. I, I I think it's I think there's something about the Atari port of this game that's a little bit wonky that makes it a little bit hard. Because there are some times where the ghosts actually would move faster than me. And I would literally be in the same row. We'd both be going in the same direction and they would catch up with me and kill me. And I've never, that's, that's not something that happens in Pac-Man. I looked it up and I looked at, like I was, I was doing a little bit of research into Miss Pac-Man and it was kind of, uh, some of the articles I saw were listing some of the differences between this and the original Pac-Man and none of them said anything about ghosts being faster in this one. So I think that was like a little, uh, kind of like buggy thing with, with the Atari port maybe. Uh, but that was kind of interesting, but that also, you know, gave, gave the game like a little bit more challenge to it, which, which, which kind of made a little bit more fun to me than just basic Pac-Man. Um, 
when you uh like it's really funny on Atari, it's like there are two color schemes. There's blue levels and there's pink levels. The first two levels are blue, the next two are pink. The next two are blue, the next I two are pink. I remember something about in Sega. Yeah, I do remember the really? Sega one as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's all had its own coloration too. Yeah, because I remember like yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember it, it wasn't like that simplistic, but there were each level had a it's color sets usually. Okay. That's funny. And uh, the the levels are laid out a little bit different from one another. I feel like oh, uh, every two times it switches or something like that. So yeah, that was good. It gives you a little bit more variety. So yeah, I mean this was this was a, this was all right. It was better to me. It was better than regular Pac Man, but you know I'm just not a huge fan of these games. So I didn't have a ton of. I enjoyed you know playing it for ten or fifteen minutes, but you know it wasn't anything that I like would go back and play all the time or anything like that. Not like fishing derby. <laughs> so that's what i've got uh blake if you don't have anything then i guess we'll move on to our top threes i guess i've got one thing to say i was playing um i've been playing a, some more link to the past randomizer and i got a new pb i beat the game in two hours and 34 minutes and seven seconds today, well, right before the podcast uh my last pb was three hours and one minute Okay, congratulations. That's actually awesome. <clears throat> That's a pretty big improvement, yeah. Sick. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. How many how many playthroughs have you done so far? Um, about a dozen. It hasn't tracked them all on my thing, but I've I've done a few rate uh I've done a few seeds offline and I've done about a dozen, I would say. That is absolutely crazy. Right now, it's a lot of fun. I'm finally getting like more nuanced in. Oh, I have this item, so now I can go do this if I need to, and that's probably what the game is expecting of me. It's really difficult to keep up with that stuff sometimes, and I'm getting better at it slowly. That's the biggest thing with randomizer. That and not getting a seed where you go into three different dungeons, and none of the treasures in there allow you to finish that dungeon or any any other dungeon or anything good. That's fun. Sounds fun. Right now, I'm drinking a beer that costs thirty dollars. Holy! Cool. <laughs> Why? Is it the size of your body? It's, I was gonna say, well, is it, it is. It, tw- <laughs> it is twenty-two ounces, but my uh, my birthday is Sunday, and so my wife went to the grocery store and said. Like, what's a really good beer? And this guy was like, "Oh, this one's awesome. It's it's like thirty it's not bucks. Really good. It's expensive. <laughs> it's not they, really good. It's expensive." She they like, gave for the business. Give me there, that man. one. Is it good? Uh yeah, it is. It is really good. I don't know if it's thirty dollars good, but it's really good. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> thirty dollars could get you like eighty Costco beers. So just saying, <laughs> Costco beers are the Shop best. Shop smart. Man. Shop S smart. <laughs> Costco, Costco beers are so funny because whenever I go to parties where people have them, they could just like throw them against the wall and shit because they just don't care because they're worth like thirty cents a piece. Wait, is it actually Costco brand beer? It's 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 like it's some chibi brand, but like Costco, I think Costco okay. and like Sam's Club have it. What's it called? Do you know what it's called? It's it's called it's Kirkland. It's a Kirkland one, so it's like Kirkland light beer or something. But it's like you can get like a, a rack of it for like you know, hundred and twenty pennies or something ridiculous. Like it's just so cheap. That sounds disgusting. Hey, by the way, something I noticed, uh, just, just a segue or a side note on um, Earthbound. Did you know that, uh, you know, like you get hit really hard and your HP is like scrolling down? Do you know if you finish the fight before that hits zero, you still stay yeah. alive? Oh, that's, 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 yeah. cool that's, a, so that that's one of the things cool. I talked about what like every time mechanic. I talked about Earthbound come on, come on, Jake, on the podcast. Dude, listen, all right. You no, know what? That that's actually, such a that turns into like a really important mechanic later on. Uh, listen here, spoilers. <laughs> listen here for once because i've talked about that on the podcast a half dozen times 
it's one of my favorite things about the game and something that I'm shocked. Also, you should have noticed don't use noticed, in their combat system. You should have noticed that when you fought the trees also because when they die and they do the explosion thing, they hit you for like 300 points. And you oh, only have I like... wondered about that. Yeah, it's 260. Yeah, I, I wondered about that. I thought I thought they were dealing that to themselves and it was just like a percentage of it hit me. No, no like, yeah, oh, they're dead. blowing up at you. But when the oh, fight God. ends right after, you're gotcha. fine. Your HP stops scrolling. That's interesting. And then you get the one HP sometimes thing too, which is funny. Yeah, where you guts through. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All when right. you guys play uh, these retro games, do you uh, typically just try to do it without? Um, I heard uh, like a guide or something, like a walkthrough. Do you just kind of try to play the game as, I guess, honestly as possible, or does it? Yeah, does it generally. Depends. Yeah. For a lot of the games for me, I've played them before, and the ones that I haven't, I haven't had to look up too many guides. If I get stuck for a while in some game, I will look up a guide, but otherwise, I'll pass on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just same here. Blind. Same with me. Like I'll, I'll do as much as I can without, and if I get really stuck, and I'm just like, usually for me, it's the point where if I'm not having fun anymore, then I'll pull out a guide to get me past whatever. Yeah, run yeah. Because I, I just don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to get burned out on something. Like that's exactly right. Yeah, agreed. All right, so top threes this week, this episode is top three characters we would like to add to Super Smash Brothers. There's too many. <laughs> I've got like I've got <clears throat> four or five good ones, but I'm happy with my top. Three. I could have even more honorable mentions. I'm actually looking through a few more lists right now and being like, "What about that game? What about that game?" You are the game? king of honorable mentions. Just saying. I really am, dude. I <laughs> yeah, can't stop. You are. It's true. Can't stop. Won't stop. I think you're gonna you be. Know, you can't. You won't. You don't stop. <laughs> uh. Why don't we? All right, I'm just gonna go in the order of the where I'm seeing our names. Uh, in Discord. In our yeah, in Discord. So, okay. so this the guys the way uh, Ken and Michael the way we do this is we'll each name our top three and we'll go through that and then we'll start back over and then uh, whoever goes first that person will name their number two, and we'll go that way. So uh, Ken, we'll start with you. What's your number three top character that you would like to see in a Super Smash Brothers game? So my number three is Earthworm Jim. Oh, Robert. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's, that's awesome. That is good. He's got a lot I'd of like abilities. to summarize my response to this by saying, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what know you, what unique attack would he have. Playing it than Earthworm Jim. Those wait, games wait. are frustration through and through. Mm. I, you know, they're really I, pretty. I don't remember playing that game that much, but I do remember the Jim uh, having a lot of like really interesting he'd be great in smash for sure yeah right but earthworm jim the game itself <laughs> the main thing the main thing i remember from it is when he gets hit he goes ow ow <laughs> you didn't sound southern enough for that robert no it's not like, southern it's like, it's like new jersey or something like that i don't know well, a little bit yeah that's south that's in the south new what? <laughs> <laughs> excuse me you heard me. Okay. It counts. It's, it's south of south of Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's like All right. Oh, okay. Good point. Good point. Uh, Jay, let's go on. <laughs> number three. Uh, number three. Um, I, actually, you know what's funny? I I meant to Google these to make sure that none of these were in any of the Super Smash Brothers, <laughs> but I'll just say it. Uh, I was thinking Boo or King Boo from any oh, of the good. Super Mario games. Yeah, I was thinking like just <clears> for like <throat> some of the abilities. Um, 
Two of the characters that I have on here, I think it'd be interesting if they were sort of 2D and they had abilities where they could turn sideways to avoid getting mm. hit. Or like Boo, I think it'd be interesting <laughs> if Boo like moved faster when he was running towards people, kind of like how he does in, in, the, in the Mario games. I think there's like a lot of really cool stuff you could do in, with, with uh, a Boo-type character. But if you were Boo, if anybody was facing you and fighting you, then you couldn't do anything about it. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got me there. Okay. Uh, uh, Michael, you're next. I'm going to go with Rydia from Final Fantasy IV. I don't know. It's not like a broken bird, but it's got to be Rydia. Awesome. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious what her, what her short attack would be. It's obvious that, you know, she'd have, she'd have the ability to summon creatures for, for some of her more powerful attacks and even for help getting back up on the ledge, you know, just summon Leviathan to, you know, shoot a big <laughs> spume of water right up, right up there. I, that's a little graphic. Uh, yeah, cool. I'm done with that. Pass. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my number three, I'm going to go with Purple Tentacle from uh, Day of the Tentacle. Oh, interesting. I was like, I love it. I was like, I got to have a point and click uh, character because that's that's my thing is the point and click games. I was like, who? Okay, Purple Tentacle. Yeah, that's good because he looks because he looks cool. He's got a gun. He's a bad guy. He hops around. Mm. Okay, that's a, I figure that's a, that's a solid addition to Super yeah. Smash Brothers. Great, Blake. Uh, let's see here. Oh God, this is a really tough list. I'm gonna put this one at number three. Let's do Chrono from Ooh. Chrono Trigger as number three. Okay, I've been on a big Chrono Kick Chrono Kick lately because it's a great game. And uh, like when I was talking about doing a Final Fantasy 15 style world with Chrono Trigger characters instead. Uh, the idea is just so fun that just thinking about Chrono in a more action-oriented game totally does it for me. Luminaire would be his super smash when you get the smash ball. You've got uh, all sorts of different attacks. Lightning 2, all of his specials. You could put every single one of them in the game. He's got a katana. God knows Smash Brothers needs more swords in it, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Boy, <Yeah>. Marathon's <laughs> Toon Link, uh, oh, yeah. Ganondorf, sort of, with at least with his taunt he used to. I don't know if he still does. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Oh, Meta Knight. All right. Meta Knight. Uh, all right, so number two, Rex, you, Ken. Number two uh, is A Boy and His Blob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I I've never played that game. Mentions. That, oh, I really fun. thought about that one. Yeah, I think how the playstyle would be. Well, I think you'd, you know, I I don't know how many, I haven't played um, all of the Smash Brothers, but are there, are there a lot of characters that are, that are duos? I know like, Uh, Uh, Ice Climber, Ice Climber, yeah, Pokemon Trainer, Ice Climber. It could, you could make it work something kind of like Pokemon Trainer, or you could have it be kind of like Duck Hunt, where you've got the dog and he's running around doing stuff. Oh, he's got the duck with him too. Yeah, he's got the duck there too. It's a very weird, awkward character, and I could see the boy and his blob working very much like that. That's um, good. Or <laughs> like Pokemon Trainer, where the po- where the boy's in the background and he's chucking beans into the front. Yeah. And the blob is eating him and doing different stuff based on. Almost that. like uh, Olimar, then. Uh, a little bit. Uh, that's funny. All right, Jay, number two. Number two, similar to Pokemon Trainer, I was thinking uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. So you Mm. That was one of my honorable <laughs> of them, and they have different abilities and different weapons, and 
Yeah, very similar to Pokemon Trainer, the whole concept. I think it'd be All right, so is it one particular one? Or just um, you you could have tuner styles. I mean, you could play as, as each one of them. Like if you want to make yeah. individual characters, or I think you could play like Pokemon Trainer, where you could swap to them depending on what you need. Like you know, they could have different play styles. Okay. Either that, or, I think it's fine. That was like my number four was Michelangelo. That would have been my number four. <laughs> <laughs> Donatello is my favorite. That's funny. And I was like, oh, how would I pick one? And I was like, well, you could have all of them, but that'd be yeah. kind of awkward too. You could do like kind of like a. Bowser's kids on the new on the Wii U one where like you change yeah, I haven't played the newest where you change the skin like I thought about that too skin you know but they've all got their own unique weapon yeah I know so, so would you, yeah that? I don't know about that <laughs> uh who uh Michael number all two. right number two I'm going with Firebrand from Gargoyle's Quest on the Game Boy <laughs> oh nice. man I don't I know. like it I have to Google this one. Now, of course, Firebrand made his debut as an enemy in the impossibly difficult Ghouls and Goblins. And um, that shows that he's got the Nintendo pedigree needed to make it into a Smash Brothers pantheon. But also, this is a character who could breathe a lot of different kinds of fire. And um, depending on what claws he was equipped with in the games, he had the ability to latch on to different types of walls or fly a little higher or a little longer. And Lord knows those abilities would stand a character in good stead oh, man. during a freaking Smash Brothers match. That would drive people nuts. Yes. So I'm going with Firebrand. Look him up. You won't be sorry. I'm going to cut you off here, Robert. I was I have Firebrand on my top three. Oh, oh shit! Wow. But not from Gargoyles. I have it from uh, Demon's Crest on Super Nintendo. Yeah, okay. okay, fair enough. Because uh, I just love all of his abilities in that one. I, oh. And I haven't played Gargoyles <laughs> Quest, but like the character in general, all of it, his past going all the way back to Ghouls and Ghosts, he would be a perfect fit. I would love to see him. And yes. His moveset would be perfect. <clears throat> yes. I actually had that as my number one, so now I'm going to have to swap that around. <laughs> You're welcome, Blake. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's really good. All right, my number two, Blake, I think you're going to appreciate... Oh, you may be, just be pissed off, but I think you're going to appreciate this. Uh, I'm going to go with Rash from Battletoads. I almost had one of the Battletoads on my list, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's like the, Rash is like the main one, right? He's the dark green one, or like the greenish, I, like the regular green one? Maybe. I'll just say yes for simplicity's okay. sake. You say yes. I don't remember which is which. Uh, okay, so your number two is going to be uh, Firebrand. Red Armor. Firebrand. Firebrand, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> so, Ken, we're back to you. What's your number one character that you would like to see added bum, to bum, bum. Super Smash Brothers? My number one is Midna from Twilight Princess. Zelda Twilight Princess. All right. Wait, who would you say, sir? Midna. Uh, Midna. Interesting. What's, she what's... rides the wolf. She <laughs> has the. Uh, she's the princess in the Twilight world that has pot, like she has, her hair can can like uh, grab things and oh, she can okay, okay. Um, she can like teleport and there's just a lot you could do with her in a in a quadruped as well on her wolf. <laughs> I'm actually surprised she's not already <clears throat> been thought of to be honest. Like in terms of like just being in the game already or yeah. in the universe. Yeah, actually, there's. I, I don't really know who she is because I haven't played Twilight Princess. Here, but... if, you, if you saw a picture, you know exactly. That's why I was Probably. like, I didn't. I... Here, I'll send you a picture. It's good. Yeah, I confirmed. Rash is the is the main green battle too. Let's see this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I recognize. Yeah, her see, I, I didn't. Okay. I didn't remember her name. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Mm, all right, J number one. 
All right, Blake, you ready? That's right. You know I'm going. ready. Uh, I've been on a, been a stint for this lately. I would kill to play Weegraph in, in <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Dude, can you imagine transforming into Velius and just tearing people apart? Summoning oh, Cyclops as your yeah. Smash. As you oh, oh, I feel. I, I was like thinking about this today. I was like, I was like, what? What is like? What would be just amazing? I'm like, oh, I could. I, I was thinking, I was like, I had Delita, and I was like, ah, oh, Rams. I'm like, oh, it's got to be Weegraph. The transformation is just makes it so cool. Oh, I think it'd be so amazing. Michael, what's your number one? All right, men, for this one, I, I want to invite you to do a, a very brief visualization with me, okay? My eyes are shut. You live, in, <laughs> you live in a vast, dangerous, magical kingdom. Your boss, the king, is a total dick, and you have the lowest paying job in the entire kingdom. You're also significantly under the average height of all the other residents of the kingdom. And every day, you go out there, you walk from side to side, and you get squashed figuratively and literally. Imagine the amount of pent-up rage that would build within your breast and the desire to prove <laughs> yourself on the field of combat. For my number one pick, I'm going with a Goomba. <laughs> I, was like, I knew this was going to be something like that, but I couldn't figure out where you're going with this. That's awesome. I would love to play a Goomba in Smash. I was thinking about Bomb on Bomb on came across my mind a couple times. That's funny. For almost the same reason. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> they got to do it. Oh, that's awesome. I was wondering, I, I almost put a uh, Koopa Troopa for, uh, for one of mine. Mm. That's all, one of my honorable mentions is similar to that. How would, how, uh, Michael, how would a Goomba's uh, fighting mechanics work in this game? What, what would his, how would he attack? He would him? walk back and forth. Left <laughs> and right. Yeah, I was going to say, and just, he just died. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he walks back and forth, and if he just touches somebody, then that then that hurts him. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a great question, and, and you know, I haven't, I haven't really thought that one through. Yeah, we gotten that far, have. okay. But, but I will say <laughs> that I, I see the Goomba, uh, as being a fighter who deals damage with extreme violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, man. <laughs> All right. I like it. My number one. I think one... a Goomba. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think a, a Goomba would be a tank type, you know, like it would take a lot of damage. Maybe <laughs> the flat, the flattening uh, aspect of his body is actually, a, you know, a, one of his powers. I like prelude, prelude to an uppercut or something. Right. Squashes itself, gets under the other character, and just boom. Right. There's always the uh, the Paper Mario aspect of like hopping at enemies and then mm. jumping above them and headbutting them. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Give him a little Thor. Give him a little helmet. That's certain. Yeah. <laughs> Got it, boys. Would you said that he that he worked for the king? That this didn't quite fit. But then you said he was uh like shorter than everybody. For a second, I was like, is it Toad? <laughs> but then, but it couldn't be a toad. But that, but that, yes, I think. But that also reminded oh. me of I've been playing um, Super Mario 3D World with my eight-year-old, <laughs> and she has convinced her like it's just like something that she just like assumes, and it's like it's just true because that's what she thinks. Uh, she's like, oh yeah, toad. She's World, like, it's really good. She goes, uh, oh yeah, Toad is uh, the princess's lawyer. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? And she was like, yeah, he's he's her lawyer. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, he's her lawyer. And I was like, why do you why are you saying that? Do you even know what that means? And she was like, well, no. he was like, daddy, 
it's his, it's her lawyer. <laughs> like that was that was the extent of the logic. Like, well, yeah, duh. You, you lost that argument. <laughs> yeah, on, she Robert. has a point, bro. <laughs> She's also convinced that the uh, that the chain chumps are dogs. Dude, they they make the barking noise. Yeah, of course. That, that's 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 the, the exact logic that she uses. Yeah, I think of them as dogs as well. Get over <laughs> that's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so my number one is going to be the Amazon. Does anybody have... I didn't know what this character's name was before I looked it up. Does anybody know who the Amazon is? From Curious. Diablo 2? No. From uh, Gauntlet? No. <laughs> this the, is... The girl I met at the bar last night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, she would be killing bars do you go to? <laughs> and can yeah. I go with you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Amazon is the swamp monster guy from the pro wrestling game on NES. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> please I like have, a picture of this. All right, I've got I, had I actually have one on my list. I know Star exactly Man. who that. Yeah. Oh, so for oh from uh from from pro wrestling. Yeah, from yeah, pro yeah, wrestling, yeah. and I was looking up characters. I remember the Amazon. Yeah. Here, hold great. on. I'm I uh, <laughs> I'm sending it in through Skype right now. Oh shit, wrong one. Hold on. That was something that somebody sent us. That's for later. <laughs> Spoilers. I know the future. <laughs> Motherfucker. Hold on. Give me like 45 minutes while I try to pull this up again. 45 minutes? Yeah. Best oh, I love host this guy. NA. Okay. Piranha Bite. All right. Click on the right, There. Oh, this looks like punch out graphics. Oh, that's hilarious. I, I mean, like, it's one of the original, like, one of the first, like, super original NES games. The one yeah. of the guys was, uh, was, like, he basically is the creature from the Black Lagoon. I was gonna say it's what it kind of looks like. It would be funny if his graphics look just like this. Oh, that's that's, that's what I was of... thinking too. Like yeah. not not updated or anything. Yeah. Like it's two D, kind of like the uh, Mr. Game and Watch. Yeah, that's character. what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be so funny. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. And he had the head eating move, and I don't know. I actually never played this game. I don't know what other moves he has, but I know he has the head eating move, and that's piranha bite. Is that and what the it's outlaw choke. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, outlaw choke. <laughs> <laughs> That game was great. I, that was one of the first games I ever played. Was it? Was Giant it pretty good? Panther. Yeah, it was. I I love that game. Uh, Giant Panther was basically a Ric Flair, but you know, was it? Yeah. Was he the final boss? Uh, I mean, he's just one of the pick characters you could pick. Okay, uh, the final Panther. boss. Oh, the final boss was like a fox or something like that, wasn't he? Oh, I can't remember. He was like a per. It was like a human with like a fox head or something like that. Uh uh, I can't find it right now. Anyway, great game. <clears throat> uh, Blake, what's your number one? Why don't you? All right, you cap this off. My number one is from an RPG, and it is Sabin from Final Fantasy VI because <laughs> that would be perfect. And I want to see him suplex a train onto the battlefield. <laughs> on I'd watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, that would be his like his uh, what's it? His like ultimate his or smash ball attack. Yeah, yeah. Suplex. Then he could have armor. He could have um, not just suplex, but suplex the, the train. train. <laughs> suplex <laughs> I the train. I love doing that so much. <sighs> it would be too perfect. Um, <laughs> his arbol he, he could use fire dance would be usable. Um, maybe not mantra. Mantra might not be one you want to use, uh, since that kills him. That's kind of a bad idea in Smash. <laughs> Yeah, really. But uh, the rest of his moveset, like his mashing A button, uh, that could be pummel. It fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. I like it. Really good. That is a good one. 
Uh, I just looked it up. The, the final boss of pro wrestling is a is a man with a tiger for a, like a tiger head for a head. Mm, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What else would it be? What, exactly. What else would it be? Uh, what do you guys think about uh, the Earthbound Starman being a player? I was thinking about that. Somebody mentioned something along the lines, but I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Ken, or I think it was Ken just said Starman from Pro Wrestling. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. a good one, too. <laughs> yeah, Guy Guess or something. I'm all for the Earthbound references. I've right. always wanted Pooh as a playable character. Yeah, Pooh would be great. <laughs> Didn't they talk about that at some point, or am I thinking something else? No, he's an assist trophy. <laughs> they might be thinking of that. Oh, okay, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, real quick, do we want to re- run through uh, honorable mentions? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do it. All right. First of all, the one, the I've got like ten. So. All right. Good. Um. Let's see here. The first and obvious two that everybody's been wanting forever: Gino from Super Mario RPG. Oh. And... <laughs> ah. Yes. People are dying to have him in there, Where and then Nintendo teased us by adding in a costume of him. For your me characters to Super Smash Four. Mm. Uh, then there's Ridley from Super Metroid. Mm. Uh, those are the big two that everybody's wanted oh, forever. Okay. Yeah. Then we've got That's Simon cool. Belmont from Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, oh, any shit. of the heroes from Dragon Quest, just because how is Dragon Quest not represented in Smash yet? I'm oh, I yeah, that's very I true. About that. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. It's a um, long time series. Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, Michael Jordan from Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. <laughs> God, that... What about Shaq? That... Shaq, Fu. Shaq. Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. <laughs> uh, Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden could be pretty uh, fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. The boy from Secret of Evermore, Jay. Oh, yeah, boys. <laughs> General Leo from Final Fantasy VI because I'm a fanboy and I need to see Leo in more things. Uh, Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts as well. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. And finally, Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's punch <laughs> Oh, man. Because, yeah, Little Max <laughs> character, correct? Huh? Um, little Max yeah. character. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I kept having that problem. I'd be like, oh, Little Mac would be, oh, he's already. What about Captain Falcon? <laughs> oh, man, Captain Falcon. Star Fox. Oh, shit. I, I went through the Star Fox <laughs> a couple times in my head. That's funny. <laughs> Those are all good. Uh, my. The, my only really ones worth mentioning are, I was going to say Michelangelo, as I said. Um, I also thought about maybe Belch being a character. Belch? And, yeah, from uh, Earthbound. Mm. And uh, one of the Bubble Bobble little dinosaurs. Mm. Anybody else? Any, any, any honorable mentions we want to throw out there? I've got three honorable mentions. My first one is Jago from Killer Instinct. Wait, which no. one's he? He's the ninja. He's the guy oh, that when you know, licked him on this. Like on the main one. Okay, okay, right, right, right. It goes Jago. I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. Combo! <laughs> my number two honorable mention would be, uh, you know, a legendary hero from my earliest days as a gamer. That would be Astro Grover, the Sesame Street character that made Matt fun <laughs> in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right, that it's made good. me think That's of the, awesome. the munchers from Number Munchers. Oh shit! Oh, old school, or like the yeah. dragon from Think Quick or something. Yeah. Um, and my last would be uh, Noah from Bible Adventures. Oh God! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Here's one for Robert. Oh, man, Guybrush Threepwood. I thought about that, but I was like, nah, that's just because I'm a Monkey Island fanboy. 
All right, yeah. Mm. I also thought about LeChuck. I think LeChuck would be good, would would be better than Guybrush. All right. Uh, one other one I just thought of when when he said uh, the guy from Killer Instinct is what about Bad Mister Frosty from Clay Fighter? Oh man, Ooh. I need to play that game again. That's yeah, good. See if it's as bad as it as it was when you first played it. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna hold up very well. <laughs> yeah, that game sucked. I think uh, little uh, was it Little Nemo from the Dream Master. Oh yeah, I think yeah, he'd, uh, he'd be a good yeah. Yes. I'm looking through other Clay Fighter characters right now. <laughs> There's see. that like ultra buff bunny that went, I will pump you up. There's super creepy looking clown. <laughs> Jay will love that. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. I don't remember the bunny. I'll pass on that. Ichibod Clay. Oh, I remember I played Ichibod oh, Clay. He'd oh, that. he'd be good. Oh my God. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a killer name. <clears throat> oh. Uh, what's this last one? Okay, yeah, Bad Mr. Frosty is the only one I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, are we done with honorable mentions? Time to go on to emails. Last call. Anyone? All right. Let's go yeah. on to emails. First one comes in from uh, some dude. As he signs his email, he says, thought you guys might like this. I saw it on Facebook. I'm not sure who created it. And this is the picture that I linked in uh, Skype just a second ago. Ken, I don't think you can see it. We'll just, <laughs> you can, you can be like one of the listeners who can't see what we're talking about. We'll describe it. Uh Somebody like took a couple Atari uh, box arts and gave them uh, like titles that are more fitting to the art than like the actual title of the game, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's weird? When I, the first one I looked at was Buzz Aldrin Space Rainbow Tennis, and I was just like, "Oh, that sounds like a fun game." <laughs> and then I, it, when I looked at the others, I was like, "Those don't. Those two don't sound like games." <laughs> but the first one, totally believable. That's hilarious. It's um, I believe it's Breakout is the first one, just mm. like where you've got the ball yep. at the bottom, you know, and it bounces up. You can see the ball bouncing on there, yeah. But, like, it's got, like, a way overdone... I mean, it's a really cool cover, but it's, like, you're really reaching on this one. <laughs> uh, it's got, like, an astronaut with rainbows reflecting off his helmet and shit. And so that one's called Buzz Aldrin <laughs> Space Rainbow Tennis. He says he doesn't know where this came from. He just saw it on Facebook. Uh, the next one is, like, <laughs> checkers. And it's, like... A guy with a king's crown on, and he's looking all smug. And then there's like a <laughs> kid who looks like there's something like physically wrong with him. And it just says, it's fucking checkers. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one for, uh, I believe this is for Othello. And uh, it's got like, it's got this dude with the beard, and he's like, it's got like six different pictures of his head, and he's looking in different directions, oh. like thinking stuff. It says, Tim Curry's magic board. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty good. Thank you, uh, whoever sent us those. Uh, next, we have one. Uh, Alex from SNES Drunk sent us an email. He says, uh, let's see. What should be number... This is... Okay, okay. This is... 
a character that must be in Super Smash Brothers. He says what should be number one A on everybody's list should be the angry transportation advisor from SimCity 2000. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. His special <laughs> attacks would be just to shout at you and summon giant capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, hold on really here. Amazing. Here, hold on. I got he sent a, he sent a link. Let me copy. Let me send this to you guys. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> he says it's got a little dialogue box with this guy, and it says you can't cut back on funding. You will regret this. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a good one. Who is that guy? He's the he uh, he's the transportation funding manager. Yeah, no, I realize, but he's modeled after. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> he's modeled after. We were I've just seen. talking about him. Hello, listening. <laughs> you know who he actually looks like? Honestly, is uh, I went to Jewish day school. He looks like the rabbi in charge of my Jewish day school. <laughs> Maybe it's him. Do you know what he's doing really in this? Actually, is non-union. Right? Yeah. Non-union work. <laughs> yeah. The non-union work. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. Uh, and then uh, Alex also sent us a follow-up email. Let me move this a little bit on my other monitor. He says, "Also, uh, I want to I want to clarify something from the last episode, where the objective was to name three characters you want in an RPG party to save the world. You may think I named three wacky characters just to be funny, but I should have included my rationale. Gato from Chrono he's he's oh, got okay. him here. Gato from Chrono Trigger would be my tank. He'd absorb damage. That frees up Bo Jackson from Tecmo Super Bowl to be my speed guy, who's so fast he'd get at least three turns in the time it takes any boss just to get one. <laughs> so he can quick strike attack or distribute items or cast haste on the rest of the party to make them just as fast. Finally, Macho Man Randy Savage would be my power guy because there's no stopping his patented flying elbow drop from the top rope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That Put some good. heart into it, man. I tried my best. I'm not good at, at Macho Man. Uh, I'm not good at any kind of impressions. Uh, last one comes from Chase the Night Cleaner. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Chase, remember when you used to call me Charlie the Night Cleaner here? Off the top, I want to thank you for three. Cons- I, oh, I'm sorry. I want to thank you three for consistently delivering an enjoyable podcast. I would also like to shout out to the folks continuing to keep the email section strong. You're all doing a fantastic. I love how we have this one guy like rooting everybody on like for us. <laughs> You're all doing a fantastic job, and I feel like it really contributes to the show as a whole to have this kind of audience engagement. It seems like we're all just people. Uh, that like and want to talk about silly shit and video games we like, it's great to have a space like this to do that. Blake, mm. regarding Fire Emblem Heroes, I find myself wondering just how much longer I can keep enjoying this game. I blew yeah. through the very weak story in just a couple of days, with it only taking me that long due to the free, uh, due to the free play, due to the free to play limitation of stamina. I decided to hoard my potions. That said, the difficulty ups are nice, and the arena is a really fun touch. Threw a bit of money at it, and I got a couple of gold pools while summoning, so I guess I owe the RNG gods one. In terms, uh, uh, in terms I'm of, I'm tempted to throw money at it because I just want some more characters, uh-huh. but I also know that it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Uh. Uh, in terms of mobile turn-based strats, it is perhaps one of the sleekest experiences I've had. And I would argue it is Nintendo's best app to date. Those free yeah. to, you think so? 
Oh yeah. Those freeze way better than the Mitomo shit. That was terrible. <laughs> Those free to play mechanics though, I guess Nintendo is finally catching up with the times. Maybe there's hope for the Switch after all. That said, are you still playing it and why or why not? Is anyone else on the podcast enjoying this game too? No. It's weird that there's are like actual fun, good mobile games out nowadays. It really freaks me out. Um, I'm still playing it. I've just got another character up to level 40. In a few days, I'm going to have enough feathers to upgrade one of my four stars to a five star. Um, and then I'm going to have to re-level them. So that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm still playing <laughs> it for the time being. And I've been very tempted to throw down a little bit of money to do some pulls. But I don't know, like, one of the crazy things about this game is that unlike a lot of the other mobile games I've gotten into, specifically Record Keeper, we don't know what the future holds for this game. This is this got released globally, worldwide, all at the same time. With something like Record Keeper, what's interesting about it is that I can plan for the future. I can see that uh, we've got, um, coming down the line, like three months from now, there's a banner with some really good equipment on it that I want to pull for so I can hope to get some of the stuff there. With Fire Emblem Heroes, we don't have that. So it's just like, well, I want to pull now because this guy's new and he's neat. So that's cool. But uh, it's pretty, it's frustrating. It's an awkward time for the game right now. I am enjoying it, though. Okay. For now. Yeah, I haven't been playing it. Have any of y'all? Anybody else? No. <clears throat> no. All right. Uh, Chase goes on. Jay. Hi. Aside from all the times that Robert aggravates you. I feel like the email section is your golden section of the podcast. If you ever feel down, just remember the email contributing members of your audience love you. Also, is that does that make you feel better, Jay? A little bit. Okay, good. But I still have to deal with you, so. I know everyone gives you shit about these games, but you know you love them, and you actually haven't... Oh, wait, no, sorry. I, I skipped, like, 45 sentences. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Everybody loves you. Also... I still believe you have superpowers, even if it is just an unconscious mind link with Jeffrey and Blake. I'm I scared. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't either. I'm kind of really concerned now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert, I am really excited to hear what types of games you end up engaging with now that you have your Atari. Also, I hope that you play a Metal Gear Solid sometime this year. <laughs> hear that? Hear that, Jay? Uh... <laughs> I don't think that's going to oh, happen, good. like, cause, cause I've already played one through three. Number uh, four does not is not a classic game. I could play Peace Walker, but I don't think I'm probably going to. There's like so much other stuff that I want to play. I just don't think I'm going to get to that. Uh, although I do hope to play one of the original NES one or like the original NES one, uh, maybe this year. We'll see what happens. Uh, I know everyone gives you shit about these games, but you know you love them, and you actually haven't talked much about them lately. Just ask Jonathan, as I'm sure he's keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> Jonathan's going to send an email in the next episode. Robert's talked about Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 20.5 times per episode. <laughs> On average. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> now it's going to happen. <laughs> he's probably, whatever he's, who are we can he's probably already got that stat. Uh, and now to my question of the day. Uh-oh. Is there a classic game you have played that you only like because of the soundtrack? Ooh. Wow, this is really a good time. There are classic games that I like the soundtracks for, but I don't like the game. Yeah. yeah what, uh, so you said that about, I remember you saying about that, uh, about that about Chrono Cross, right? Yep. That's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> well, yeah, that soundtrack is really good. 
The soundtrack is amazing. Uh, so uh, the, I, I guess I want to take this a different route of. Uh, no, I guess not. I guess that really doesn't answer it. Oof. So all right, let's 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 do what Blake said. Like games that you don't like, but you do like the soundtrack a lot. Okay, I think that's more. I'm gonna go with. Link. I'm gonna go with uh, Mario Two. What? I love the soundtrack to that game. That's what I said. Oh, that's, that's, that's what he's saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm Come sorry. I was, um, I was thinking at the same time. Um, I guess I'm kind of. I'm actually. I would like, as I was saying, this is really coincidental that he sends us this question when uh, Michael and Ken are on with us. Oh, yeah, that's true. But uh, I'm thinking well, about some of their songs that they've played, and I I have to probably also go with Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Don't hmm. like that game. All right. That's fair. What about you guys? It's interesting. Like, it, I actually have one for you guys, and it's it's one – it's a game that I've never played, but I can only assume sucks, and I only know about it because <laughs> – it's it's one of our most enthusiastic um, uh, cover song requests that we've gotten on Reddit, and that is the game Pictionary, which has the <laughs> the, the, the absolute like the intro to that game is oh. maybe the sickest rock song I've ever heard in my life, and it's fucking Pictionary. What wait, what what, uh, what console is this? I don't know. I assume NES. I, can I think it's up NES. For you. Okay, I'm pretty. Yeah. I gotta find this up. Have you guys ever heard the intro to a Night Shift for PC? No. Oh, it is fucking sick. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta pull this up. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll play a quick um thing over. You guys won't be able to hear it on my end, but I'll play it on the podcast as well. Here, hold on. Night Shift uh, theme song. Like the way it starts off. Damn it. There's like a. There's like. Hold on. Night Shift. Listen to this. I'm sending this on the. I'm sending this on the Skype uh, chat, so can you won't you won't be able to see it, but like just the very first part. All right, listening now. I'm gonna play it as well in here. Sounds like a really old porno. Wait till it gets to like ten. Wait till it gets to like ten seconds. Oh wow. <laughs> it does sound like a bad porno. <laughs> oh, this is really God. good, though. And then this job application page? Oh, that's the intro to a porno. <laughs> uh, that kill that I love that. Hold on, I gotta listen to. Uh, I'm, now that we're just now that I've already got this shit pulled up, I gotta pull up Pictionary. Oh, right yeah, there. he's like <laughs> stuck in your head. Mm. Pictionary and he is title screen. All right, here we go. Yeah, let me the other one. I want to hear this. this. Holy shit! <laughs> this is fucking hardcore. <laughs> Damn! I can't believe that. That's amazing. Pictionary. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm excited to do that one. Can? Uh, oh my god! This yeah. almost sounds like. Oh man. It almost sounds like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. There's a level <laughs> with music like this. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think. Like what it is. Faster and harder. Yeah, this is so fast paced. 
Yeah, like, imagine you walk into somebody's house and this is playing. You're like, "Oh, what game are you playing?" <laughs> They're like, "Dude, you got some kicking jams going." They're like, "Yeah, you want to join the Pictionary, man?" They're like, "What? Do, do, hold on, do what? No, no, I don't want to play Pictionary. Keep that soundtrack going, though. This is bumping, man. It's my jam. It's good. You know, you know a game that I have played that." was pretty terrible but the music was just fantastic is silver surfer for the nintendo that's that is, what a bad game yeah that's a terrible game but the music is just it's ripping i'm sure you can find it somewhere yeah it's seen... actually on the suggested list when you watch yeah. the picture one <laughs> oh, <laughs> but really? i was like yeah. well, it's yeah. the next it's up next <laughs> perfect it's the, it's the bad games with rock and soundtracks playlist oh, on good. youtube <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I would add. Oh, wow. I would say Mario too, and I, I guess yeah, I would add Night Shift to my list to answer uh, Chase's question. Yeah. And then I've got one more sure. actually. Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to propose this game. I didn't enjoy all that much, but damn, was there some amazing music in Toe Jam and Earl? Holy cow! Oh yeah. That one did have good. I, I actually really like. I used to really like that game when I was uh, little. I do not think I would like it anymore. But yeah, it has some good music. You know, in, in Extra Lives, one of the things that, that we do every month is pick, you know, the next month's songs. And there's four of us, so each of us gets to choose a song. And Ken, without fail, so I'm the guitar player in the band, <laughs> Ken, without fail, picks songs that are almost impossible to play on guitar. <laughs> so I keep threatening him that the next time he does it, I'm going to program some Toe Gem and Earl for the next month so that he works his fingers out a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I'm just living up to Michael's uh, philosophy on life and final <laughs> and characters that, that he has That's right. in his That's party. Right. So. Uh, you know, if there was a way that you guys, if there was a way that you guys could play the, uh, the pause music on Battletoads, that would be pretty sick. Listening now. <laughs> do you remember that? Blake knows what I'm talking about. Oh, hell yeah, I do. I'll pull that up too. Pause song. Yeah. It's the music that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is sick. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah. it, I don't know if it would make for a good I don't music entirely. It's like literally just drums. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Somebody's going to get it. Well, it's five minutes and 24 seconds of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like it. <clears throat> All right. So I guess right now I'll finish uh, Chase's email in a second, but this is a good place to pull, to bring this up as any. Uh, so no pressure whatsoever, Ken and Michael, but uh, I'm going to give us, I'm going to let us throw out requests to you guys uh, right now. If Jay and Blake have any. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no obligations other than you'll let everybody down who loves you. <laughs> Jay, Jay, um, Blake, do you have any, any request, anything that you'd like to hear them play? I mean, I, I looked through the list. I didn't see anything for Final Fantasy Tactics. I think any song from that entire game of specifically, like, of intro would be amazing. I'm going to say, hey, listen here, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying, I mean, you have Earthbound on there, which I'm completely engrossed in Earthbound right now, so I, I was going to go with that. Oh, you got it? You already have that. Oh, it's so good. 
So I'm gonna say the intro to the Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Do you want to link this? Oh, oh, you want to link? Oh, I'll give you a link. Whoa, whoa, calm down there, Tiger. You gotta, you gotta give it just a second before it gets past the very beginning. We're just like, dee -dee, like little twinkly sounds, <laughs> just like that. Yeah, exactly like what I just did. All right, listening. By the way, guys, uh, on this Battletoads pause music link YouTube, there's a guy who's commented. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He goes, Hans Malwerf says 434. And it's just a link to the time. <laughs> 434. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really good, Robert. I, I, bet, it, so I bet it's so much different from the rest of the pause music, right? That's so good. Secret of Monkey Island, all right. Right when it gets to about 20 seconds in or so, I think I'm listening to a different version that I linked you guys. Like, sounds like the music played in every tourist museum in Peru. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, right? That's good, right? You're saying that's good? It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I love Peru. Okay, all right, good. Uh, Blake, anything cool. you'd like to add? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Well, if you yeah, can... I'd listen, I'd listen back on one of your, uh, one of your episodes and... I think you. I think Blake. You had said the coin song was like that was the first one that like came to mind. I was like, song. I don't know how that would sound. Oh yeah, done in a different way. Like literally, that is the only one I had in mind. Coin song mm -hmm. is one of my favorite songs of all time. So that okay. would be my one request. Noted. These will all go on the list. <clears throat> nice. Thank you guys. Sure. All right. I'm gonna wrap up Chase's email. Um. Uh, so okay. So his follow up to his to his own question. I found going back to old games. Some of them aren't as fun as I thought they were. But their soundtracks are, uh, but their soundtracks are nostalgia triggers that explode my mind with really happy memories. Oh yeah, yeah. For me, an example of this would be Chrono Cross. I love that theme oh song. <laughs> it's it's an amazing theme song, like without doubt. I gotta listen to this. He says, "I love that theme song, but I never want to play that game again." <laughs> <laughs> the theme song is incredible. The whole the whole OST is really good, but the theme song. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, dude, I love the battle completion music as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the follow-up. Oh, I'm linking it right now. God, it's such a good theme or it's such a good intro. Oh. <laughs> um, this is the right one. Oh no, this isn't the right one. I'm sorry, I linked the wrong one. I'll keep going. No, you linked the right one. Oh no, it is. Okay, there yeah. it is. Sorry, I just forgot how slow it was at the beginning. I would yeah, say this is gorgeous. I won't make our listeners listen to this, but I'm you don't gonna... even need the visuals. Like just like. Minimize the video. It's just so good. Yeah. It makes you want to play this game. That's how, like, oh, <laughs> it's like a trap. Like, it's get you. <laughs> can't deal with it. God, I wish this was a theme to a better game. <laughs> Who, who's your violinist? Who's your guys' violinist? That's me. Oh, wow. Enjoy this. Yeah, it's good. He's the man. Sweet. Jeez. 
Chase says, I would, I would say the same thing about Xenogears as well, but I do enjoy some of the combat mechanics of that game, and I really enjoy the early parts of that game, so I wouldn't mind going back to it again sometime soon. And that's it for this email. Yeah. Keep loving and hating those classic games, you magnificent gentlemen. You do good things. Regards, Chase. Xenogears is okay. I don't know that I'll ever be able to play through it again, though. The intro to the game is God knows how many hours long, and it's all very not interesting. It takes so long for that game to get going. It's it's got like Final Fantasy thirteen syndrome. <laughs> I cannot get over this intro. I'm still listening to it. I cannot it's, get over. I've got it playing intro. in the background right now. Oh God. Uh, Robert's have to to get water if he didn't see as well. So, so we can talk shit about him now. Yay! Get back, <sighs> Robert. Uh, music Chrono Cross has its own uh, Wikipedia page just for the music. Huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's interesting, like, listening to that intro, and I've listened, we've gotten requests for other songs from the Chrono Cross soundtrack, and I, I know, you know, one knock I've heard on that game is there is there is certainly some continuity, direct continuity from the Chrono Trigger universe, but some would say less continuity than than you'd like. And not to get too music nerdy on you guys, but as I listen to this intro song, I hear, like, a couple of the kind of music theory tropes that mark what's so awesome and so characteristic about the Chrono Trigger music too. And so it just kind of makes me think that there's a lot of the feeling of spiritual continuity between that latter game and the former one, even when you feel like... See, I can't... I would be cool if it was a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger, but they played it off as a straight successor, like a straight sequel in the same universe. And I was like, it does not work in that way at all. I totally agree, Blake. Totally. I want to play this game now, Blake. What's I, going oh, on? Man, the last time I played through the game, I was surprised at how good the first act of the game was up until uh, the body swap happens. Everything up to the body swap was actually really good. There was a lot of intrigue and shit. And then the body swap section, before you get your body back, was okay. And then you get your body back, and the game just falls apart completely. Ugh. I'm so disappointed, because... That was a game that I had gone back to play last year in, like, a series of games that I was like, you know, I hated this when I was a kid. Maybe now that I'm older, there are things I can find about it and appreciate, and I'll maybe my mind will be different. That was one of them that I went back to that I was looking forward to a lot. And so after that first act, I was like, oh, man, maybe this game is better than I remembered it. Maybe there's stuff, maybe there's a lot of good things later on. And then it, it didn't, it didn't. It stayed bad. (laughs) (laughs) I was really upset about how that first act of the game built me up that much. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to enjoy Chrono Cross. Things (laughs) didn't change. And then I got to the end of the game and I was like, this is worse than I remember. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII all over again. (laughs) Uh, Alright, I think that does it for emails... This episode hasn't turned out to be as insanely long as I expected it to be. Uh, real quick, we'll... Um, We're at two and a half hours, Steve. Yeah, was, well, pff, I mean, for us, that's like... For us, yeah. Good. <laughs> sure. um, actually, real quick, before we get to the current gaming subcast or something that I forgot about earlier, uh, Mike... <laughs> what? Sorry. No, this? no, this is the number one comment on the Cross battle music. This is so... <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. This is a song you hear when you get b- molested by clowns in hell. That's like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is your nightmare. 
YouTube no, comment, sorry. Your your hell is synonymous with getting molested by clowns. Seriously. Ugh. Um Okay, yeah, so <laughs> as I was saying uh I forgot I forgot to uh, mention this earlier, uh but Michael and Ken, I uh I understand that you guys have just started a Patreon. Is that right? That is right. That's we right. just launched wanna, it today. You wanna plug that? Yeah, thanks. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, uh we we started Extra Lives less than half a year ago. We've been pretty staggered by the response that we've gotten. Um, feels really good. And so today, um, after putting quite a few things together, we launched our Patreon. Basically, what, what our channel is now, you know, it's youtube.com slash Extra Lives Music. And, and it's, it's just live videos. But there's a lot of stuff that ends up getting created in our process that people don't ever get to see. And we get a lot of questions about our process from fans on Reddit and things like that. And so um, what we're doing now is we're releasing a Patreon. Um, there are a lot of things that we want to do as a band. We want to release mastered albums and we want to you know, bring live performances to people and, and, and a whole mess of things that we can't do right now because we've all got full time work. And, and this is, you know, we kind of we kind of make do of the time that we have. So we're hoping to build a community of patrons and we've got all this cool stuff that we want to share with people. So we're just going to share it with our Patreon patrons. Um, we launched it today. It's yeah, it's patreon.com slash extra lives music. And we'd love, you know, we'd love for anyone who's interested in becoming part of the extra lives party to uh, to check it out. What are you willing to do if someone gives you a one thousand uh, dollar Patreon? <laughs> anything can <laughs> take that one. One pri- a private uh, video Skype chat with, and, and you do anything that they ask. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> wow! You said it right here. You heard you, you musical heard it, or not? You heard yeah. it here first. That's a problem. I know some people that'd be interested. <laughs> we'll have to end. We'll have to add that one thousand dollar tier. Like we've, we've got. Uh, <laughs> We've got nine different tiers. I mean, even like $1 a video is super helpful for us. But, you know, we've got nine tiers. And each of the tiers is named after a different video game character. Like our first level is the Mario tier. And the fourth level is the Donkey Kong tier and so on and so oh, forth. Oh, fuck yeah, Donkey and, Kong. And your, your suggestion makes me wonder, what video game character would we name the $1,000 freaking dollar a video tier at? Mm, uh, really- oh, shit. That's a good question. Scrooge McDuck. The Scrooge first McDuck, person. That's what I was <laughs> Blake. Perfect. Blake. Yeah, man. It is. You know where it is. Bingo. Love it. <clears throat> that's good. Thinking that or like maybe Wario or something. I was thinking like Bowser. That'd work. Yeah. But I like Scrooge McDuck the best. Scrooge McDuck tier. That's awesome. Cane Pogo sticking your way right into oh, our wall. Yeah, dude. That mm. game. Oh, you Looking guys could do the. Uh, you guys should do the um, moon music from uh, Ducktales. Oh shit! Oh yeah, that's that's. All right, you know what's fine. Sure. Now I have a few other ideas. Let me scroll <laughs> up to the top. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Get out, you guys. All get right, out so your point, song. Okay? Then we've got uh, Blaster Master Stage One music. Ooh. Hey, 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 hey! Wait, wait, whoa! They already did Blaster Master. Did they? Oh, give me that. Did you guys really solid choice? I think that was a yeah. request, actually. It was a request from Reddit. We did it about nice. three weeks ago. Check it out. Great Heck, tune. Yes. Yeah, it is. Oh, they have a solid snake tier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, yeah, so check out Extra Lives Patreon, patreon.com slash extra lives music. 
Uh, real quick, we will move on to the current gaming subcast. Has anybody been playing any non-classic games that you want to just spit out real quick? A lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, you gotta talk about Neo, I guess. I do, I really do. Oh. Neo just came out uh, last Tuesday for PlayStation 4, and it might be my game of the year. Depending wow. on how the other games go. It Like, I went into it expecting a good game, and instead I got a fucking amazing game. That was so much fun. Neo is a Souls-like game. It plays kind of like Dark Souls, uh, but it's been compared more to Bloodborne because it's a much faster-paced mm. kind of game. And uh, it's set in feudal Japan right after the death of Nobunaga Oda, and it's just phenomenal. It The gameplay is very fun and very tight. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of cheap deaths. I don't feel like there's a lot of dumb hitboxes that are ruining runs for me, things like that. And because of that, sometimes it can feel a little bit easy. But then there are other times where there's a boss that will kill me for an hour because I just need to adapt to the strategy that actually works against him really well. And it's not that I'm dying to a lot of cheap stuff necessarily. It's just that I'm continuing to learn the fight. I haven't learned it yet. So it's got that Souls feel to it. A lot of deaths to random mooks running around in the stages. Uh, the development system, the way that you advance your character... There are five different weapon types. There, are, There's the sword, the dual swords, the axe, the kusarigama, which is the sickle on an end of a chain, and Oh, that's spear. what that's called. Yeah, that's the name for it. And it is, uh, all of those, you can specialize in each one. They each have different ways that they do combat. And then in addition to that, there are two different kinds of spell schools. There's ninjutsu, which gets, uh, you get to like throw flaming shurikens at enemy that explode on them. That's a lot of fun. And then there's another spell school called the Odmio Magic, which is like actual magic spells where you can enchant your weapon, you can throw fireballs at enemies, stuff like that. And you can just develop your character in a way where you can have any of these things together. You can have a ninjutsu character that also uses magic. You can have a, a weapon-based character that specializes in two different weapons, and you swap between the two of them a ton of different wow. times in combat to get all sorts of different combos and stuff. It's amazingly fun it's very very fluid uh the the adaptation of like japanese lore and japanese history because this is also based off of actual historical events is really really well done uh the monsters in the game are classic uh japanese lore and mythological monsters you fight like you run out you come up against uh so many people from the era of oda nobunaga you come up against uh, Ieyasu, you work for him, and you run into uh, Mitsuhide Akechi, and all of these other people. It's so, so good. If you have a PS4, awesome. I cannot recommend this game more. It's wow. incredible how well, good of a job they did with this. It but, like For me, Dark Souls is fun, but it never gets to that point of like best game of all time kind of a thing because it doesn't... I never feel like I'm that attached to the growth of my character. It's like, yay, I get to put one more point into strength so that I can finally use this big two-handed sword I've been carrying around for three hours. <laughs> and in this game, it doesn't... It, I never really ran into problems like that. The, my stat, my leveling up decisions and my character growth decisions were all based around things like, I want to be able to do X. I want to specialize in this. And for me, that's a big thing that's missing from the Dark Souls game. So I... Loved that. I loved everything about Neo. Amazing game. Wow. High praise. I like. I couldn't believe how good this game was compared to what I was expecting going into it. Sounds dope, dude. Totally blew me away. It's really good. 
Uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, mobile games. I've been playing Fire Emblem Heroes. So we talked about that already. Still doing Record Keeper. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, another big one. Another release that just happened. For Honor came out. Oh yeah. Oh, how's that? A lot of people are talking yeah, about yeah. that too. It's a lot more a fun. A lot than of hype. Yeah. yeah, it it's seems been, to be pretty good from what really I've seen. Fun to play. I watched a couple of my friends stream it on Twitch, and after watching it, I was like, you know, I could probably get into this. And then I played it. The first night I played it, I played for an hour and a half before I had to go to bed. I had to pull myself away from the game. I needed <laughs> nice. to force myself to stop playing. I love that. Uh, For Honor is like a big multiplayer, uh, uh, like, realm v. realm v. realm thing, uh, to reference Dayok. Dark Age of Camelot. Mm. So you've got these three different, uh, you got these three different factions. And I'm fighting for the samurai faction, whatever they're called. And then the other factions are the essentially the knights, like old medieval knights. And then there is the Viking faction as well. And whichever faction you decide to side with, you're just putting your points towards that. But you can play any of the classes that are in the game. So even though I'm sided with the samurais, I can like play as the Viking classes. And each character, uh, all of the classes play differently, but they all have a like a basis. So there's a set of assassin classes, and each each race, each realm, whatever you want to call it, each has one assassin class. And they all have a hybrid, and they've all got a vanguard, uh, but they all play very differently from the other realms, vanguard or assassin, etc. And it's pretty fun. If they can continue making like supporting the game and keeping it interesting and rebalancing things, I could see this being played for quite a long time as a very popular... A uh, multiplayer game. Is this a full price game? Yeah. Yes. It's it forty-eight bucks, I think, on Amazon. It's like twenty percent off, I think. Still, I haven't purchased it, but uh, some of my friends are telling me if you have Amazon Prime, it's like forty-eight bucks in there. So, hmm. it was interesting buying it. Okay. Sounds I don't great. know if there's any restrictions or anything, but yeah, it looks really cool from what I've seen. Anything else, Blake? I think that's it. I bought Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which I thought was like an Idol Master game with Persona and Fire Emblem characters, but it's more like an RPG, apparently, than I ever assumed, but with hmm. Idolmaster themes around it. And I had a few people in my chat the other day tell me that it was really good. And then, the next day, I saw that it was on sale for almost half off, so I said, alright, it's a sign. I'm gonna buy the game. Nice. So I picked that up, but I haven't gotten it yet. That should be here any day now. Uh, Jake? No, actually, I, I, I'm honestly just playing Earthbound a lot. That's most of my last two weeks doing. I haven't been playing okay. too much new stuff either. I've been, I'll, I'll save this for next time because I'm almost done, but not quite. But I have been playing uh, Shadowrun as well as mm. okay, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I've been playing a little bit. Uh, of course, I've been playing the new one. one. Yeah, the new. Well, like not. The, oh. I think I think there's like a super new DLC, but like I'm playing like the new one that came out like. Two years ago, or like a year and a half ago, or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. There, there was a Shadowrun, and then Shadowrun Dragon Song is probably. What uh, you're talking let about. me take it. Let me look it up. Uh, real that, fast. That's the DLC that I think you're talking about. I'm playing Shadowrun Dragonfall. Dragonfall. Okay, yeah, I think that's the DLC, which is apparently very, very okay, good. Okay, then the, I'm not even playing the main one. Then I'm not even the basic it. one, which is just Shadowrun. I think was not very well. Uh, Shadowrun Returns is what it was called. That one I haven't heard the best things about, but I've heard great things about Dragon. Oh Quest. yeah, okay. I have returns. <laughs> also, I got. I think I don't. I think I got them like a humble bundle or something like that. But yeah, okay, yeah. So I've been playing Dragonfall. Uh, yeah, and it's really good. 
but I won't spend too. I'll, I'll wait until I finish that to talk about it some more. I've been playing more Crusader Kings two as I have been, and then uh, also as I said, uh, Super Mario three D World, which I'm also very close to finishing. So I'll save that for later also. But it is. I'll say this is the most fun I've had playing a Mario game since like Mario sixty four probably. Wow. Of course, I did miss a lot of Mario games in between. Like, I, d- I never played uh, Sunshine or sure. Galaxy or any of those. But a lot of them are trash. Uh, the Galaxy 1 and 2 are really good. <laughs> I thought Sunshine was really good as well. I- I've heard really good I do not like Sunshine. You like Sunshine. It's not a Mario game. It doesn't feel like a Mario game. <sighs> yeah, I could kind of see that. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I- yeah, I could see where-, where you can look at it that way. Michael and Ken. I'll definitely play it again. Have you guys been playing anything uh, not classic? Uh, I-, I-, I play Destiny. Um, oh, really? Uh, it's really the only game that I have time for besides the occasional uh, classic game because it's, it's a lot of grinding. Yeah, my roommate's um, really into that. So it's they they just uh, updated the game. There was a uh, the meta for a while was uh, people were playing it, uh, kind of you know everyone's running around with shotguns and a you know and a the, a very certain weapon. Uh, so they had to shake things up a little bit, and that's been fun. Uh, They're willing to do that, rebuild. honestly. Yeah, There's a lot of yeah, developers so. that don't have the balls to do something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for me, like I, I have to say, I'm I'm a classic gamer at heart. I'm a retro gamer, and so I, I very seldom will take time to play a game that's not classic. But there is actually a, a very recent release that I've been really into. Um, I'm actually a little surprised no one's mentioned it. It's very recent release, getting a lot of buzz. Um, this game has super solid gameplay, although I would say it, it kind of has a little problem with too much micromanagement. Um, I don't know. Have you guys played this game, Quicken Home and Business 2017? <laughs> oh, jeez. I thought, I thought you were going with TurboTax, to be honest. <laughs> I thought this was going. Come on. Let's not get crazy here, guys. <laughs> That's funny as hell. God. That's a good one I hear. On it. the Destiny thing, I forgot I had my mic. <laughs> <even right now. laughs> I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm talking. Why are they talking over me? Oh, damn it. It's muted, isn't it? Son of a... Um, I actually know a few people that are big Destiny streamers, and they retweeted this recently. I'll throw it up in the Skype, but it shows like the usage of how post-update... You put that post in the... Update, can you put that in the other... Uh... Oh, I thought it messed up your recording. No, no, no. Put it in the other Skype. I invited you to a second Skype chat. I'd, oh, I had CGP click. That was my. All right, here we go. Yeah, um, and it shows like shotgun usage has plummeted from being twenty percent down yeah. to like five percent, and oh. sidearm has gone from five percent up to almost fifteen percent usage now. Yeah, so successful or update. Percentage of total kills. So yeah, they it shook things up really heavily. Huh. You know, and I like how they did it. Instead of just buffing or nerfing weapons, what they did was they. Um, they made it so that uh, uh, so your shotgun is a special weapon in the game, and uh, you have a primary special and a heavy. And it's, instead of just buffing the shotgun or nerfing the shotgun, what they did was they made it so special ammo appears on the board uh, less frequently, or I guess more frequently. But you don't start out with it, and every time you die, you uh, you don't get it back. So people can't just always have shotgun ammo once they respawn. They can, they have to, you know, <laughs> wait for, uh, for it to respawn somewhere on the board. So it makes it a little more competitive for people that just don't want to run around with shotguns, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Creative and well done. 
All right, is that uh, is that about wrap us up? Are we all done? Anything else? So. We need to yell about or anything. Yeah. All right, let's start plugging shit. <laughs> Follow us at Class Gamescast on shit. Twitter. Send us emails, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. We don't know what our top, I guess we didn't discuss what our top three, what our next top three is going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll put that out on Twitter, so uh, make sure you follow us on there. So you can know what our top three is, send us in yours if you want to. Again, send us email, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Uh, follow Blake's stream on twitch.tv slash psychoholicus. Hey, that's me. That's you. And uh, Michael and Ken, what's, what's, all, what's all you guys' stuff? Well, it's always backslash extra live music. So youtube.com slash extra lives music, twitter.com slash extra lives music, Instagram, Twitch, so on and so forth, Patreon slash extra, extra lives music, Facebook, all that good stuff. We'd definitely love to connect with, uh, with everybody there. Yeah. And just once again, I'll say if you haven't, make sure you check out at least a couple of uh, extra lives uh, songs on YouTube. Uh, they're seriously super awesome. And uh, Ken and Michael, thank you guys for joining us. This was uh, this was pretty fun. Well, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you very blast. much for coming on. That's going to wrap us up for this episode. Thank everybody for listening. We will be back in two weeks. Until then, I don't know, toodaloo? Toodaloo. Have a good weekend week thing. Have two, good, have two good weekends. Yeah. yeah well, I mean... That's the thing. It's they're only going to have one by the time they hear this. Don't you understand? No, they're going to have they're going to have two. They'll have two. Are you well, all right, I guess because it'll be delayed on the next one, yeah. I'm getting a colonoscopy the, on Tuesday. That's Ooh. great. It's got to drink the soup prep, right? Huh? You got to drink the soup prep. Is that Oh yeah, no, I yeah, I had to drink the prep stuff on Monday. That's going to be uh, fun. fun. It's that is cool. uh Have you done this before? I've done it before, yeah. Okay. We'll see you guys <laughs> in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Good night.